Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rob and Akiva need a podcast. And they need your help. And you make it onto the wheel. Rob and Akiva need a podcast. Yeah, they'll buy or sell your ideas. They'll talk about it till you've gotten your fill. Every weekend, better attend. You can get That's right. Robin Akiva Need a Podcast, episode number 116. And here we are to talk about the uh, great hit movie from, uh, what is this, 1994, 95? We'll I think figure it's 96. It out. Yeah. Kazam, starring <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. And here we are back with a man who, uh, this is my second podcast of the week with this guy. So excited. He is hot off the heels of coming on the RHAP Rewind to talk about Kid Nation. Here he is, the great Akiva Winokur. Um, Yeah. First of all, this podcast CXVI, for those who score it in Roman numerals. Uh, it was it, This was a 1996 film also, yes. to, uh, for the fact checkers out there. That's uh, I think that's peak Shaq. 1996 was like the height of Shaq's powers. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll be talking about Shaq's powers quite a bit here in uh, this film. And we have our very own Shaq expert. We are blessed that our very own third wheel happens to know all things about Shaq. He is uh, pushing 40 NBA books that he has read. Here he is. He is a co-host of uh, the uh, Ang In There Last Airbender Rewatch podcast over on Post Show Recaps with uh, Akiva's Biggest Stan. Uh, here is the great Zach Muhammad. Zach, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm super excited for this. It's funny you talk about the basketball books. My uh, roommates actually got me Phil Jackson's 11 Rings for Christmas. The issue is I had already read it. so i I felt kind of bad what can you do maybe they'll be able to read it and get something out of it but yeah actually i brought Shaq here with me today Shaq, if you want to say some words yeah i heard about this uh this uh among us mailbag you got listen here listen they call kevin garnett the big ticket well i'm the big theater okay people come to see me on the screen i'm the one on the show i'm the man they come to see i don't know about this among us mailbag you got going on but i'm the i'm the reason people came here Yes, yeah, Shaq. Sha- 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 yeah, Sha- Shaq's not happy. Shaq's Sha- not happy. With thank what you was for going the reminder. Here. Also today, Akiva, we'll be having the Among Us mailbag. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we don't know what's happening. A, a KFC uh, yeah, can. You better Canada. believe Akiva's looking forward to an Among Us mailbag. Yeah, <laughs> uh, KFC put that together for us. Uh, that was uh, her voice you just heard in the uh, 
theme song, and we're going to have five or so uh, different people come on and pitch their ideas. One of them has a terrible idea, and Rob and I are going to sort of suss out which of them is the imposter yeah. before it accidentally makes it onto the wheel. All right, the imposter's trying to get a bad idea on the wheel. But here we are. Uh, it was Prappy Movie Diaper. We're going to talk about Kazam here today. And uh, I am very much looking forward to that. Uh, Kazam was wild, everybody. So we'll be uh, getting into that uh last time out on the podcast akiva uh mm-hmm. we had our renap x yep renap x episode 115 i had a lot of fun on renap x yeah uh gr- a lot of work went into putting together renap x there's a lot of feedback about uh especially shut up tim and his presentation <laughs> about how shrek 2 the greatest mm-hmm. movie of all time uh zach is kazam a better movie than shrek 2 Absolutely not. Like, regard, like, uh, any bias we have against Shut Up Tim aside, <laughs> Shrek 2 is a million times better than Kazam. Kazam's not the worst movie I've watched for a podcast. I still think the last Airbender live action Shyamalan film holds mm-hmm. that title. But Kazam was not great. I loved Kazam as a kid because it was one of those shows we had a Canadian children's channel called Family Channel, and Kazam would always air on that. So as a kid, I was like, oh, wow, I get to see Shaq as a genie rewatching it in my 20s. And man, this movie <laughs> was wild. That's a good way to put it. It, it was, was wild. Wow. We'll we'll get into all the nitty gritty, and I'm excited to talk about it. Okay. Also, Zach, uh, could you tell us the kind of preparation that you did studying the career of Shaquille O'Neal for this podcast? Well, I mean, yeah, a while ago I had read Shaq Uncut. Like we all hear the Thirty Basketball books. That's and a stuff wild like that. name for his autobiography. Mm-hmm. Shaq is he Uncut. Not, is he not circumcised? <laughs> my roommate made the same joke which is pretty funny um yeah i mean know, like I, this isn't like howard stern's uh autobiography like that's just a mm-hmm. weird title for it, Shaq it, to go with it, it is a weird title but i will give Shaq a little bit of credit at first i want to present Shaq like warts and all oliver cromwell style because the thing with Shaq is like Shaq was not uh, did not have the perfect childhood did not have anything like that but Shaq, as he got more success he had quite a big ego and so i want to be fair in anything I talk about with Shaq. But yeah, I reread Shaq Uncut. I read most of it. Didn't it kind of stop at like the Boston Celtics portion of his career. Did people want to hear like, that? Was the yeah, autobiography yeah. like filled with like edgy stories? Was he going yes. for like, yeah, uh, so yeah. like, yeah, talking about like, yeah, he talks about his like beat- stuff. Yeah, he talks about his beef with like a bunch of players. Kobe talked about like Patrick Ewing. He met him as a rookie, but he's like, he said he always idolized Patrick Ewing because of how mean Patrick Ewing was. And his first interaction with Patrick Ewing was saying like, Patrick was like, I'm going to bust your ass, rook. And then so he talks about how, yeah, he had beef. He even talks about like Jerry West and Phil Jackson, how they didn't see eye to eye and like Jerry West leaving, let leaving LA led to him leaving because he was more of a Jerry guy than a Phil guy. So all this stuff I forgot about, honestly, but the things I wanted to focus on really is more so like, Shaq, he had a great relationship with his stepfather, actually. And if we want to talk about Shaq's rap career here as well, I think one of Shaq's best rap songs, I think it was called Better Than My Biological or something like that, about his stepfather and relative to his deadbeat dad who tried to come into his life very oh. late when he was already an established basketball so, player. So uh, the theme of, you know, fathers and stepfathers is uh, very prominent in Kazam. Yes. Is, is, was yes. this Kazam? Was it auto? biographical did Shaq <laughs> help write the screenplay I don't know, but I will say this, Shaq, the thing is, Shaq's the type of person, he's always thought of his career as more than just a basketball player. Shaq's the type of person, he describes himself as like Tom Hanks in Big. He's like, 
I was like Tom Hanks. I just never had to go back to Coney Island. I didn't have to go back to the fortune teller. I could just do whatever I wanted. So when Shaq had all these movies and music, famously, he actually owns all the masters to his second album, which I feel like very, <laughs> you see like Kanye West and Taylor yeah. Swift struggling and to own their the masters, masters is uh, also a very big plot point in this film. I- no, <laughs> you're 100% correct. So the thing with Shaq, it's like he has all these creative endeavors that he pours a lot into, including Kazam, because I don't know about you guys, and we'll get into it. I think, I don't think Shaq is a good actor at all, but I think you don't say. the parts, <laughs> yes, I, I don't say, but I think the, the movie is almost unbearable when Shaq's not on screen. In my opinion, I think the scenes without Shaq are very tough to get through. Whereas at least Shaq just being his big goofy yeah. self, kind of like Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the best comparison. Cause yeah. like they're not good actors, but they have like the funny, big, goofy facial expressions. So. Yeah. I would agree. This is a terrible movie, but Shaq is clearly the highlight, Akiva. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why they tried to, I, I think they tried to hit a home run with the kid. I mean, the premise no, is. No, the kid is, is one of the worst, uh, kids in the movies that we've ever seen. Yeah. I, I was almost rooting for the bad guys. Like, <laughs> Except for the fact that I like Shaq. Like, I, I, the no, bad guy I, I agree with Akiva. Like, I wanted both his biological father and his new soon-to-be stepfather to both abandon him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what he deserved. I mean, yeah, I'm rooting for the bullies. Is, yeah, we you the see bullies. this kid, you totally understand why the dad left. <laughs> well, it's also because they write the kid to just be such, for lack of, I'm going to cuss here, I'm sorry, but they just write this kid to be such an asshole. I don't even know if the kid's yeah. a bad actor this, necessarily, but like, every time Shaq or his mom or yeah. any stepdad say anything to him, he just has this like rude quip yeah and it, it gets to a point where it's not even like haha funny quip it's like damn like i don't like this kid so i can akiva i completely agree with yeah. what you're saying here because uh, i, I mean, didn't know i was not rooting for this child as well akiva the kid has like a major like alf personality where he's just like uh too much wisecracking to uh any authority figure in his life I, I think maybe it's a mid-90s thing it like 1995 when they're when they're probably writing and filming this movie that's like it was a time of like punk kids and like he has this weird accent where he like doesn't say his R's or whatever. Like he's from Brooklyn, even though this movie ostensibly probably takes place in L.A. or something. Um, yeah, I think the whole- it, it takes place in Brooklyn because he has a Buffalo Bills banner in his room, I think. So it's like somewhere in New York. Wow. Well, that- I don't know if yeah, the bills are huge in Brooklyn. That's a good point. <laughs> no, no, not Brooklyn. Yeah, my apologies. But yeah. <laughs> oh, do you think it's not York. a big city? Do you think this is not a big city? Because I don't I guess there's nothing Manhattan-ish about. I don't know why I assume every movie's in Manhattan. Hmm. They probably filmed it in like Vancouver or some random place mm. and just said it was New York, I bet. I'm not hundred percent sure. I have a confession, Rob. I accidentally watched uh, Shazam instead of Kazam. Oh, I had to go back and rewatch either. this. <laughs> no. Yeah, I found the hidden movie with Sinbad. It's great. Yes. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, you, you needed to be watching, of course, uh, the, uh, not the Sinbad film, the, where the Shaquille O'Neal film. And you know what's funny? Yeah. I never had the Mandela effect for the Shazam Kazam thing like a lot of people had because Kazam actually aired a lot in Canada, surprisingly. It was on TV constantly. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen it on TV a million times. Did so. they air Shazam a lot? <laughs> no, sadly, I never saw Shazam. I always saw this horrible Sinbad movie where he's like the bodyguard of the president's son. Now that that was a, that could go in the crappy movie diaper for was sure. The first I son? The name of, yes, the first son. Okay. I think is the term. Mm-hmm. That, that was a horrible yeah. movie. Who could forget Even first as a son? Kid, I thought it was bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you guys want to guess how much Shaq got paid for this film? Um. Hmm. I wouldn't I'll think a lot. First. Uh, I'll yeah, say three million dollars. I'll get, okay. I'll get higher. I'll go 15 mil, honestly. Yeah, 15 was a lot for 96. Um, seven million dollars he got seven paid for mil. this. Okay. So, because people say, like, why didn't he pay more attention to the script? Like, you know, he's an executive producer and, like, clearly 
he could have, in 96, like it was at the height of his powers, he could have done whatever he wanted. But he said they th- they gave me $7 million, so I wasn't really concerned with uh, the screenplay. <laughs> okay. But it does basically kill off his, his acting career. Uh, I think he does. He does more movies after this, though, and we can segue into the IMD bags yeah. here. So he because he does steal after this, I know, which is another horrible movie that I have not seen. Quincy Jones, I think, was behind that. Wanted to have like a black superhero and they tap Shaq to star. And all the only thing I remember about Steel is just how big and clunky his like superhero outfit look like Lord, no way somebody could be able to move in that. So he's done other stuff out and he's had, he's had a million cameos and things, yeah. too. So for me, the interesting thing that I'd like to know in conjunction with Kazam and Zach, uh, mm-hmm. hopefully uh, you know this, or Kiva, who listens to mm-hmm. at least one album a week, would know is that this film is a borderline musical where uh, Shaq is... It's like Hamilton, basically. Uh, Shaq is rapping uh, throughout the entire film. And so the music career of Shaq, I know he dabbles in, in music... Uh, Zach, what what is the music career of Shaq like? Yeah, this is, is a good question. And surprisingly, I have the answer for this because this is what Shaq talks about in Shaq Uncut. He's like, yeah, I just started off as a musician because I just wanted to rap with my favorite rappers. So I brought them all to the studio. And then he talks about, he goes into great detail about like how he got his t- first two rap albums. He had like Fife Dog, Jay-Z, Biggie Smalls. He actually says like Jay-Z and Biggie Smalls did features for him for free. And I think both of Shaq's first two albums, while they did not get the best reviews from critics, both went platinum, I'm pretty sure. So Shaq mm-hmm. actually had a marginally successful career, musical career. I think when he, when he went to the Lakers and Phil Jackson became the coach, Phil was the one who kind of was like okay you have to stop with the music you they have had to stop, intervention. stop with the movies yeah they had an intervention because they needed Shaq to play 40 minutes a game and Shaq was like you know what I understand so then Shaq kind of took a break from the movies and stuff for a little bit and then after Shaq retired I feel like not only and this is another thing we kind of have to talk about Shaq is big into sponsorships you see Shaq's face plastered everywhere I went to Best Buy the other day I saw a 6 foot 5 cut out of Shaq I went I see every time I turn on TV I see Shaq with Tony the Tiger Shaq spent his first million dollars in the NBA right away. He bought his parents two cars and then he was like, okay, I have to be more financially literate. And that kind of him spending that million led to like the entrepreneurial shack we see today. Famously, Papa John said the N word and then Papa John for the PR hired Shaq to (laughs) help with that. And Shaq, to his credit, I think he's a lot more intelligent than people give him credit for, I would say, especially when it comes to this business stuff. I think his net worth, I I don't even, I don't want to, I don't have a guess. I would guess a hundred mil or something like that. It's big. I know that. And to his credit, he always wanted to be more than a basketball player. And you see that with how much he shields himself in advertisements. I'll say Akiva is Shaq known for one particular hit single. Like what's the uh, number one Shaq song of all time? I will. I, I remember like legitimately having friends who had like the Shaq Fu album, which is the second one. It's Shaq yes. Diesel Shaq Fu can't stop the rain. Um, I don't remember that. I'm trying to think like, um what the what the biggest sh- i know i got skills i think was uh was mm. a big one i'm, I'm I yeah i think shack f- something about yeah, Shaq. F- i don't know do you like- remember people listening to this <laughs> i not really i remember like uh joking about shack foo uh that's still a funny name for an album uh it looks like that uh on the charts uh it looks like that shack peaked on the u.s charts in uh, 1993, when he hit number 35 with uh, skills, in parentheses, I know I got skills, featuring mm-hmm. Def Jeff. 
And the thing with Shaq as a musician and rapper is that honestly, he's a better rapper than he is an actor. And part of me feels like Kazam was like in a way a vehicle to further his musical career. And I think that's why he's like, well, as long as I get to rap, I don't really care how horrible, awful, horrible and awful mixed together. As he once said to Craig Sager, I don't think he cared how horrible, awful the script was. He just wanted to rap and be there and make jokes with <laughs> and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get into Kazam because, like you said, this movie is just off the wolf, like pants on head crazy, <laughs> I think. Okay. All right. Uh, for those of you who did not follow the film, it is on Disney Plus. Very easy to yes. watch if you go back and do it. Uh, somebody probably at Disney Plus asleep at the switch uh, to know that Kazam is available <laughs> on their platform. Uh, we meet a kid named Maxwell. Uh, Maxwell, uh, as uh, we mentioned, is an unlikable dirty uh not cute kid <laughs> do you think they should have gone I, he's almost too old for this role like i know you don't want to deal with like child actors but they should have probably done like an eight or a nine year old yeah, like, but, but he's th- too old he's to like care bullied at him. school by like uh i don't know necessarily right. like if you would have had like you well, know eight-year-olds like sneaking into concerts and like yeah, but i also think we should have like the problem is like we should have ripped up the script like the the issue isn't it, the issue is that he really needs to by the way if people you're not a veronica mars guy no um right so uh he plays weevil in veronica mars that's what he grew up to be like so he's still a working actor but he's a bad guy so like they were just you know they like they were they were on the right track that he's a good actor but he should not have been like the heroic kid in this movie he's mm-hmm. he's a villain mm-hmm. he should have been a bully yeah, and I don't think that his acting is a problem. I just think they just write him to be such a like unlikable kid. Or- yeah, he's uh, like a wisecracking kid uh, mm-hmm. that he is unruly. Uh, he comes home. He uh, has a mom who has a boyfriend. And uh, it does seem like the mom, Makiva, would uh, like if uh, Maxwell would sort of just uh, move out and get his own place. Yeah, it's not clear if the mom is supposed to be a, a villain or neutral or good. I was almost rooting for the mom to get together with Shaq at the end. What happened to Travis, her boyfriend? Yeah, but I mean, also, he was... He, I will like, say, he was, there yeah. was some, I thought, some chemistry when uh, he shows up in the kitchen for breakfast. I was thinking uh, the same thing. I was thinking I this literally inhales... <laughs> yeah. We'll get there soon, I think, but... <laughs> Yeah, I thought there was like Travis is not around at that point. Yeah, she has a boyfriend and he is a firefighter. Uh, seems like a solid guy, except for the fact that he tries to uh, to win Maxwell over. He brings home a VHS tape of Buster Keaton and says, hey, you ever hear of Buster Keaton? The kid yeah, is like, think, OK, I, boomer. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't think any Zoomer kid is going to get too <laughs> excited over <laughs> Buster Keaton. So well, this is a Gen X kid, I think. Oh, true. Well, he's true. a millennial. He's like my age, right? If he's twelve and ninety six, he's 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 my age. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think any kids getting too excited with a Buster Keaton silent film VHS. <laughs> honestly, so initially when I saw this joke, I was like, "Oh, they're just positioning this like stepdad to be a villain." But no, honestly, I came away. I don't know about you guys, I came away from this sympathizing with his mom in particular. His mom, mother in this movie, does literally nothing wrong. At one point, she's like, "Oh, I made your favorite breakfast." He's like, oh, "I don't want it." Like, what kind of like yeah. this kid as the movie Screw progresses you, turns into the most like spoiled brat for no reason. I really think the mom has in, throughout this whole movie did absolutely nothing. Wrong, yeah, she's fine. 
Anyway, uh, she's going through a divorce. Uh, mm-hmm. Somehow, uh, Akita, how is this divorce not finalized? The dad has not seen the kid in 10 years. <laughs> We're yeah, still it- going through the paperwork on the divorce between mom and uh, Maxwell's dad. Maybe she's lying. I, maybe he like... I, I, if, he I sees guess the paperwork. Yeah, maybe he disappeared, so there was no way to get divorced. I don't know how it works yeah. legally if, like, if the one part of a of a marriage just like completely yeah. falls off the face of the earth. That is per- how it works. I think Akiva, they stay legally married. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, perhaps if, I think that maybe one party. Uh, Mom and and Travis are getting to the point they want to get married and maybe they need to get the paperwork done because uh, mm-hmm. you know Nick uh, has they they need to get him to sign off on she can't be married to two people. Yeah, and he just reappeared, it seems like. So maybe there was like 10 years of like legitimately him going away. But then he reappeared. Wouldn't they have wanted him to reappear? Like, don't they want the, him to do the paperwork? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Like, she's like annoyed and, and hid from her son the fact that the, that his biological dad comes back. Yeah. yeah, who knows? And then also, did you guys catch the kid like slut shaming his mom in this scene or one of these early scenes? Because he's like, men are like buses with you. There's always another one. And that really Whoa. caught me up. Yeah, that <laughs> really, like, I thought, I, I just thought like, especially in the early scenes with the mom, like, I'm not trying to put on some holier than thou attitude, but I feel like if my mom's like, working two jobs while I'm just out being a snot-nosed brat, then mm-hmm. she's entitled to date anyone she damn well pleases. Like, yeah. who did this kid get off? It's like, oh, you guy, I hate you, stepdad. Yeah. You haven't even seen your real dad. Your stepdad. And even in the movie, they kind of, like, paint the picture of, like, the stepdad being a million times better father than his real dad. So, this right away in the early scenes, I was already out on Max. And, like, mm-hmm. Akiva, I was already, like, rooting against him from this point <laughs> maybe that's, forward. Maybe that's who's beating him up. It's, like, all the, the kids <laughs> of dads who's he's, he's, like, his mom is broken up with them i get it like hey you didn't treat my dad nicely and they beat him up (laughs) (laughs) all right so maxwell goes to school uh he gets harassed endlessly by bullies keep without any context of why is uh maxwell harassed by bullies yeah i mean i guess bullies don't need a reason to bully but yeah we don't see any like he doesn't he also does not have a child friend really after like the first scene or two but it's not like he's the nerd. He's uh, right. like any particular reason. He's in no, he's in no kid's land. He's yeah. in no man's land. He's just that, uh, okay, we, we, nobody likes this kid. And, and bullies chase him. And he runs into some sort of like abandoned uh, warehouse. And then has like a four-story fall into a dumpster where he kicks a boombox. And Kazam the genie appears. Yeah, it's four stories, right? Did you count the stories? Because that's what shocked me the most about yeah. the opening to this scene. You just see him fall through like one pane of wood, another pane of wood, another pane yeah. of wood. We had I a few of those in and Dustin well. checks in a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, he kicks his he kisses Boombox. This funky tune starts playing, and when the bullies find him, we get to see our titular character Kazam appear out of the Boombox in this like whirling tornado of like beat poetry. I want to say I don't even know it's rap really because the thing with Shaq is that even when he does rap, he kind of has like very basic bars are driving my car it's always like very mm-hmm. simple rhymes never anything too complex the metaphor is always very on the nose would you like to hear a little bit of Shaq's appearance as uh, Kazam in the film <laughs> yes please. please okay here's a little bit of uh, when he uh, uh, first appears to uh, Maxwell hang on I'm contagious outrageous spontaneous you can't contain this I am Kazam well, I'm really happy for you yeah, there you go. 
Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I want to give Shaq a little bit of credit here because he must have gone to like a speech trainer or something. Because when you normally hear Shaq talk, especially like if you ever watch Inside the NBA or anything like that in the modern day, Shaq kind of like mumbles a little bit every other word. You kind of like miss a little bit. But over here in this movie, I actually, Akiva, I don't know if you noticed, his voice is actually like very clear, projecting. Yeah. He doesn't mumble at all this movie like, movie. like it's way different than his voice normally, I think. Yeah. By the way, Robert, are you a Starsky and Hutch fan? <laughs> I am not, sadly. <laughs> oh, I don't see. I've never seen it, but Starsky from Starsky and Hutch is the director. The movie so, or uh, uh, the TV show? The the TV show. Uh, Why the, the, did they have different actors for the movie? Yeah, the movie was like a remake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah well, they, they remade the movie Wilson decades later. Yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so it was the director of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, so yeah, and in fairness to Shaq, yeah, that his acting is not the problem here. No, I think they what they could have done honestly. I, my my overall thesis is that this movie basically ends up being a drama, and there's there's very little laughs, especially after the first twenty minutes. This should have been a comedy. Like you still could have the the sort of the story with the dad and the stepdad and stuff like that, but this should have been a comedy with like a dramatic ending. I have no idea why they went for like this dark, dingy you know, um, a story with like a crazy storyline involving the underground music industry. Like mm-hmm. they made unbelievably crazy decisions here. Yeah, it's 1996. You're coming off the heyday of uh, Robin Williams in Aladdin. I think that, uh, you know, it, it's just not really... Shaq has some fun as Kazam, but overall, uh, just a, like a really whiny kid. No, and I co-sign everything you guys are saying, and I'm kind of disappointed Kazam as a whole, even after rewatching, because I just feel like you have so much potential. You have Shaq. He's very, he's one of those actors where he's not afraid to like make a fool of himself. And if they went, like, I compared this movie kind of to Jingle All the Way, I think. Mm-hmm. Is that the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where are he's you trying sure to you're get not the getting last- mixed up with the Sinbad Genie movie? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not mixing up with that. But I just think that movie, they made the correct decision of like, you have Arnold in these real life situations, but it's purely a comedy. There's not really any dramatic stuff. You see like Sinbad with a mail bomb and all that BS. Whereas here, they just, I completely agree with Kiva. It's way too dramatic and depressing. And it's like, I just want to go back to Shaq and his like pants falling down running across the street. I don't <laughs> want to see this like scary Middle Eastern man, <laughs> all this stuff going on. Yeah, I that's just, not it, great. We'll get to that. Yeah, and the whole <laughs> we'll movie just especially these like underground music scenes always like dark depressing too much atmospheric smoke Mm -hmm. i want to see like Shaq and the kid like parading through like sunny new york you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that that was my biggest takeaway from this movie is like they just squandered a lot of potential they had with like Shaq there so we end up uh seeing uh Shaq kazam he says hey i'm a genie i can make you a wish and the kid says okay then i wish for a black jaguar um Akiva, what is this fifteen-year-old uh, kid gonna do he's with 12. a car? Twelve, he's twelve-year-old kid. What's he doing with this car? He I can't think he's drive. Trying to pro- he's trying to get it to prove. Now, if he was smart, he'd like sell it or something. Mm-hmm. He'd get that and just get the money or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I. It doesn't make any sense. Like we don't know that he's a car guy, but that's what he asks for. And then Shaq is basically unable to come up with it. Yes, uh, that he has some. What is this performance anxiety? Hmm. This is and like how, Shaq how, at the free throw line <laughs> of wishes. He's unable to do it. See, that would have been funny if there was like a free throw joke in the movie, but there's not, right? There should have been. Maybe Shaq has like control, so you can't make fun of him. There's really not. The, there's only one basketball reference at the end, which mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil the whole movie now by saying it. <laughs> 
but there's really no basketball <laughs> in the whole in the whole movie. Yeah, that may be the basketball moment you're talking about may be the wildest moment in the whole yeah. movie. Oh I yeah, think. I almost had to like uh, Instagram story it with my phone. I'm like what 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 the hell yeah, was and then, this? And then how much is this Jack Jaguar Black XKE? It's called. Did you guys look up how much this is worth? That's one. No, thing I, I did not. How much? I mean, like a hundred grand? Know. I would or, guess. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's like even more expensive now. Also, I want to stop down here because this kid is terrible with his wishes. What do you guys think about the stuff oh. this kid wishes? For? I mean, awful, awful, awful every wishes. wish was terrible. Every wish yes. was terrible. Yeah. He went uh, to candy. He asked for candy. Well, we'll get we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get there. Uh, we'll get there. But I just like because this is the first wish we see him make, and I feel like. This is not a good wish, yet you can even argue it's yeah. not his worst wish. It was That's a all. genie movie, and it was the worst waste <laughs> of wishes I've ever seen in my I life. Yeah. At the end of the of the segment here, can we say what our wishes would be yes, if we had three wishes course. from a genie? Sure. Of okay, course. Fine. Okay. All right. So um, eventually, uh, you know, uh, the bullies are gonna you know beat up Maxwell again, and he comes home. And, uh, you know, mom is mom is concerned about him. Uh, he finds the divorce papers about uh, dad. Nicholas Mateo is his name. Uh, Kazam is still following him around on the street because uh, he has to fulfill the obligations for the three wishes. Zach, at one point, he says, hey, uh, like, I'm here to, you know, uh, give you uh, everything you want. And he sticks out his hand and he has like an ice cream cone cone ice cream down in his hand and says here i don't you want this yes <laughs> yeah. and i guess shack shack was just 20 years ahead of his time he just went to the mcdonald's drive-thru was like give me that ice cream cone and just took it into his hand like the trend that became a, a meme 20 years later but yeah i don't know why shack is offering this like what kid would want this like upside down ice cream cone from your <laughs> and also i don't know we we kind of yada yada this but when he comes home from getting beat up by the bullies have you did you guys notice his face he did not have a single bruise. He mm, had like I was one like, tiny I was like, I bruise. Wonder, I wonder how much they beat up this kid for the movie. Not and, enough. And right. And he didn't look like it at all. <laughs> well, I, I, the reason this, this was shocking to me is because I've had like worse facial lacerations from like falling off my bike. And this kid's getting beat up by bullies. He came out good. If that's his like running. They might have just given him like a wedgie or something like that. Maybe. Maybe. We'll yeah. see. Atomic? Atomic. Yeah. <laughs> the the mom, mom checked his underwear waistband yeah. and saw what was going on there. Um, all right. So... Um, now Maxwell knows his dad's name. Well, I guess which, uh, did he not know his dad's name before this scene? I mean, he hasn't seen his dad since he was two. So it is possible that he doesn't know his dad's name, but yeah, that wasn't clear. So he knows enough about his dad and, uh, where he works. And so he like sneaks backstage. What, what is dad's job, Akiva? He works. Maybe Zach could explain it better. He works in like the underground music industry. Yes, I I can't really do better than that. Yeah, it's I'll, very shady. I believe it's like a very evil industry. Also, yeah. it's not like it's not like SoundCloud and mixtape. It's like evil and illegal. So I'm I'm gonna try to explain but this why? as best as I can. <laughs> and, and and again, I want like if a listener Ben Taub. I feel like would be able to describe this better. But basically, there's this rapper in their city named Spinderella, and this like underground tape of Spinderella rapping. They want to like mass produce this tape and then sell the bootlegs. It's kind of like and I don't think you guys will know this is like two older white people, but there's a producer named DJ Drama who for a while would like push mixtapes with like Lil Wayne and. A 
a bunch of people in the early 2000s. And I guess this Middle Eastern man, this like generic, like copy pasted antagonist of this movie is like their version of like a evil, my antagonist DJ drama in a way. And he's like peddling <laughs> these mixtapes. I don't understand why any of this is illegal though. That was my biggest takeaway. Yeah, like, it how seems is this like illegal? they run this concert hall. So you're saying the scam is they have like performing artists come in and then do their show and then they're like illicitly recording the show and then they're going to put these mixtapes out on the street. I mean, don't get me wrong. The movie in this writing is effing wild. I don't know what they were going for. That's just my takeaway from it. I could be wrong completely, but that's what I got in mind. At least that's the vibe. I that's got this whole it. like black market enterprise of just uh, like uh, illegally recording musicians shows, Akiva. Yeah, it, it's just a very like unexplained <laughs> subculture. We're just I guess. And it's even before naps or anything where it's like these people were stealing music are evil. It's not clear why they're evil. We're just led to believe that they're evil. And everybody in that world is like more cartoonishly villainous. They're than bootleggers. Naps. They're basically bootleggers. Yeah. All right. So they're bad boys. They are the bad boys of the music industry. I like also like Shaq is a rapper. But mm-hmm. Shaq has been trapped in a box for 3,000 years. So, like, w- does he become a rapper when he's, like, in the thing? Like, how did, is he keeping up with modern trends as he's stuck in his genie bottle? Like, wh- how did he, how did he know that rap exists? Yeah. yeah, they did not do a good job explaining this. Shaq also at the end of the movie says he has, like, oh, yeah, I had no friends except for you, Max. But then he, in one of his <laughs> raps, he talks about how I was painting with Picasso. So it does like, the, the Shaq genie timeline does not really make sense. On the one hand, mm-hmm. he's this, like, well-traveled genie who's been on every continent. And on the other, he's just, like, this loner introvert who's just been trapped in a boombox. So you are right, Akiva. They don't do a really good job explaining to you how Kazam came to be such a rap aficionado. Yeah, it seems like that uh, through the years, Kazam has been trapped in different things. He talks about, I was in a lamp, I was in something else, and then eventually he ended up getting stuck in the boombox. The boombox ends up being sort of like Kazam's lamp at this point. He's able to sort of, I guess he's like a snail, that he's able to, you know, maybe he grows out of one thing, gets too big, and then moves into some other object to live in. Yeah, yeah, it's really uh, yeah. Uh, there's Cassette his whole backstory tapes are is very <laughs> integral to this story. Yeah, and also like Shaq's powers are not clear. <laughs> what are, like what are Kazam's powers? Because like sometimes he can't do basic tasks. He seems to like get powers when they have that bike race in the movie. Yeah, but but like at other times he can procure things. You know, at the he at can the, tie like, shoes snap a finger. without like mm-hmm. touching. Ooh, them. That's a great power. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I, like, yes. you, it's like, very, like I wish I was a genie now. I it's I very unclear what he's capable of and like what kind of magic he can and can't do. So he Maxwell has snuck into the uh, recording studio. And then, because it seems like the, the dad is like on the level, he wears a suit. Maybe he's like the front man that like uh, deals with the talent and is like, "Hey, everything's great here. Don't, like, uh, just do your show. Don't worry about the, the these uh, cassette recorders that are that are recording back here. Don't worry about that." Uh, and he's like, "Hey, everybody, my son is here. Oh, this is great." Um, so he's excited to see him. There's one point where somebody has a uh, like bumps into Kazam, and Kazam speaks i'm not sure is this uh arabic uh what exactly but he he tells them off and we get like the caption on the screen he says may the fleas of a thousand camels feast happily on your lower regions (laughs) 
this might be my favorite. Drag though, him, Kazan. I, I don't. I don't think this is Arabic. Firstly, because I speak. I, or I used to read and write a little bit of Arabic. I don't speak it well. And this did not throughout the movie because this Middle Eastern man also somehow speaks this language when they're talking about Sultan's gold later. I don't think this was Arabic. I just think this is some like weird like bro. It's supposed to just be like but unintelligible, Arabic, like right? Like it's speak. so lazy that they're not even like. I think it's it's supposed to be Arabic. So yes, you're saying I they're think faking it's, yeah, it? Yeah, but I think it's like yeah, like Arabic gibberish in a way because I don't <laughs> think Shaq is actually saying like any actual word here it's probably also because like i bet they spent like an hour on set trying to teach teach shack like an arabic phrase and then his like marble mouth couldn't do a good job with it so yeah i i, I think they just decided to just let him like speak gibberish essentially but that was one of the funnier lines of the whole movie i think also when like so as he walks into this like stage area where his dad which by the way he just wanders in no security checks him or no. anything and then Shaq's still following in this whole time. And then the Max sees a, kid, a film crew member with his back turned. He asks for his dad. And then Shaq turns around and is the crew member. He's like, who are you looking for? And then the kid's just like, yeah, mother. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was, I'll give the kid credit. Like that whole little thing. I was like, okay, this is one of the better jokes of the movie. I will, I will admit. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, Maxwell and Kazam. Uh, they're leaving, and uh, Kaz- uh, Maxwell's trying to get rid of Kazam. Like, hey, uh, get out of here! I don't want you know. Uh, I don't want anything to do with you. Uh, he's like, no, no, you got to, you got to get these wishes. And they go back and forth. And uh, I, I really appreciated this exchange between Maxwell and Kazam. Jerry, I don't care what you do. I gotta obey the rules. I can't show my match to anybody but you, and I can't get back into my box until you make your three wishes. Now deal with it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> deal with it. Okay. Yep. That's uh, the theme of the week. <laughs> maybe. Do we think that Taylor from Kid Nation, Akiva, might have grown up watching <laughs> Kazam? Kazam fan on the planet. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, they have this bike race. And then because Shaq is able to turn his bike into like a, like a magical bike and show off and uh, turns it into uh, Akiva, what does he turn it into? Like a flying chariot? Yeah, it's some sort of flying thing that gives him his powers, I think. Yeah. Okay. A, a, a flying mess of like horrendous CGI, basically. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think a lot of the effects in this movie did not age well. I don't know about y'all. Even when the no. first thing we saw of like him shooting, like trying to get the Jaguar XKE and like shooting the bolts out of his fingers, I thought a lot of bad effects in this, even though Kazam had done a bit of a budget, surprisingly. So, uh, he's like, all right. I, oh, you are real. Okay. How about this? <laughs> Uh, get my first wish. I want uh, junk food from here to the sky. That's the mm-hmm. wish. Now, Akiva, I sort of went yeah. back and forth. Uh, was this a good wish? Good use of wishing, bad use of wishing? No, if you have unlimited wishes, it's a great wish. But for if you only have three, this is crazy. Because one, like, I, I would almost want like a lifetime supply of junk food. Like, could you get it where like you get a certain amount of junk food delivered every week? Because now it's like this is going to go bad within six months. Also, like we never see him have access to this junk food again. Yeah, right? where it doesn't is come this? Up again. He's like in another like abandoned warehouse. He well, never goes yeah. back to this stockpile. The movie takes like, place the sky and shit. Yeah, it's crazy. And also, like there's a weird joke at the beginning, like the like Big Macs start falling and or Happy Meals mm-hmm. and, and and but then, you know, like the actual candy starts. But yeah, we never see him have any access to this candy. 
Like they could have had a line later in the movie, like, and you need to see the dentist. Like you have eight cavities or something. Like, <laughs> but uh, it's like pancakes are also falling from the sky. Yeah, and honestly, this scene, I don't know about you guys, it was kind of scary. It was kind of like, even though it was burgers and, like, candy and mm-hmm. stuff, it was almost like apocalyptic. It's, like, <laughs> yes. dark. It's a big storm. It was, like, the beginning of the end, I thought, except instead of, like, fire raining mm-hmm. down, it was just burgers splatting on the cement and, like, candy hitting the floor. It was gross. Yeah, what ends up happening, by the time this, like, storm of junk food is over, you just see, they, they pan out and you see the room and there's just, like, mountains of, like, Reese's and everything anywhere. Yeah. Is there a certain candy you guys would have wanted to wish for if you could wish for any of them? I don't need to wish for candy. I'm a grown-up. Candy is like <laughs> 75 cents. You don't want to wish for a whole yeah. another lifetime supply of Laffy Taffy? Yeah, I have a lifetime supply of Laffy Taffy. It's a curse, not a blessing. <laughs> hey, Robert, you don't you don't want a lifetime supply of any of that Frosted Flakes, any of my many cuisines? No. You don't want a lifetime supply of Shrek cream no. soda? Let me say this. You can buy at any local convenience at, store. At, at the risk of hearing that I hate food, Akiva, none <laughs> of my wishes would be for food. Yeah, no, I think two. I think if you have three wishes, none of them can be food related, unless it's like solving world hunger. But I, you, great. you hate food so much, you'd be against that. Great, great, solve world it's, hunger. It's just a waste of a, it's a waste of a wish because you can just wish for money, any lump sum of money, and then let's say even if this kid wished for a million dollars, this is before yeah. inflation yeah, in the nineties. And you also, can get any food yeah. you want. if you had enough, if you wish for enough money, you could solve world hunger. That was so. So solving world hunger it might also be a waste of a wish. All right. I hope people. I hope people uh, just screen grab that that yeah. one comment. World <laughs> no, but I I agree. Like, if it is flawed, because if you can wish for all the money in the world, you, then you only need one wish, probably, right? Although maybe you could like then you could like bring um, two people back to life with your next two wishes. Yeah, no, you can't Shaq do that. Can't That's do, Shaq, can't Shaq can't do, do that. I, I can only do the, yeah. the material. Yeah, not, not the ethereal. ethereal. Not the ethereal. How, yeah, I mean, how do okay, they settle on do these? That. Also, like, like if you're a screenwriter, like this is the main thing in the movie. Like, what are the three wishes going to be? Make one fun. He doesn't like want to have things with his friends. Like, I want a mansion for me and my friends. Yeah. Like, from Richie no. Rich or something. Nothing. There's no every ingenuity. genie movie. The first wish is always a throwaway. There's never a good first wish in any genie movie. They're all garbage. This might be the best accident, wish of the right? bunch. Like, it's like, I, I wish, what, what you, I wish you would leave me alone, and then he like leaves him alone. Like, oh, oh, I guess you are real. Oh, okay. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. If you think, if somebody says they're a genie, don't, don't do, first rule of genies. If somebody says they're a genie, ask for a good first wish. Don't be like, well, if you're a genie, uh, uh, I wish my iPhone never ran out of battery. No, nah, it's true. You're right. You guys, yeah, that is a good point, honestly. Because if you, you if you think somebody could even be a genie, even you're making a throwaway wish, why not make yeah. it something you can actually you make your life exponentially better? Not let, like let me give a public so service to the audience. Okay, everybody, pause this podcast right now. Take sixty <laughs> seconds. Figure out what your first wish would be, and then if you ever meet a genie, and and then you uh, have to call into doubt. Okay, oh. You're a genie. Okay, have that first wish ready to go. And and since we're in this exercise already, what would your guys' first wish be? I'm kind of curious. Mine mm. would be a billion dollars. Easy. Don't even need a to think A billion dollars? It. Why not yeah, a trillion a dollars. dollars, Zach? Yeah, I mean, because a billion dollars, it's like, you know what? I can make, make something more than that. I feel like it would be kind of like a fun exercise to see if I could make the billion dollars grow or would I eventually lose it all. So I what, stick what with just the billion, billion dollars. dollars. I think that's enough for me. Bro, Zach. Huh? A trillion dollars. What's up? 
I don't know. A no, billion is, right. is thinking right. too small. The trillion dollars comes with like, oh, you're richer than Bezos or you're close to him. I don't want, I feel like billion is like good because then you're not too famous. Like nobody really can. There's so many billionaires at this point. That's more. I live pretty minimalistically. I think a billion dollars. I'm good. I'm good with a billion good dollars. With, good with just a billion. You. Yeah. But what are your, what are your, what are your wishes, guys? Uh, if you boy, Akiva, do you know? Well, I was going to say a lifetime supply of junk food, but now we keep criticizing that. So I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you criticize it yourself though, because you're like you said. I'd it's not say, a good uh, and yeah, um, I wonder if you could try and get to like uh, two and one, like uh, world peace slash uh, solving world hunger. Like, I, I wonder if I, I wonder if there's a way to like combine those together, so I could selfishly get another one. Hmm. So then I want like a trillion dollars, but I don't want to like <laughs> waste the next two on world peace and solving world hunger. I'd Why like do you to- want to solve world peace? Can't you just get the trillion dollars and then solve world peace and world hunger with that? Or I don't, you don't think, think a trillion dollars solves yeah. world peace. I, I think I you think need several world trillion. Peace solves world hunger because I think that if everybody's cooperating in world yeah. peace, I think I'll that they're it. able to Fine. figure Fair out enough. the, yeah, the, the food I'll situation. Yeah, I didn't realize this podcast was going to get so deep and introspective. Yeah. Look at that talk about solving right. world peace and world hunger. And then if 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 we're risking world peace. Uh, you know, solving the hunger crisis. You go, you go the, hunger before uh, climate. Yeah, well, if we have world peace, we'll figure out climate as a crew together. Everybody, mm-hmm. I, I'd go hunger before well, now you climate. Make me feel as bad well. talking about climate because my third one is going to be the Mets and the Jets winning the championship. Yeah, I think <laughs> climate is probably tougher to fix than than hunger. Yeah, I don't even want to you know put that on a genie. So I'm going to say. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> world peace, a trillion dollars, and the Mets and the Jets win the championship. Do you think if it, Just do one you think the Mets and the Jets are so bad they could mess up that wish and somehow still lose, even if a I child like I think it is possible. I think <laughs> it is possible. Yeah, Maybe I'll say the Mets or the Jets. Surprise yeah. me, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, the Mets. And, this is why I, I'm actually very worried about our world because I feel like that the Mets and the Jets have been on a pretty good run lately in the last couple of months. So I feel like uh, like the Jets are on a good run. Yeah, uh, things are turning around. Oh, you mean because they hired a good coach? Because yeah. they uh, okay. So in the very Things very are recent up. future, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. I'm worried about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for my wishes, yeah, I, I don't have anything that's uh, that great. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. I mean, no worries. You can come back to it. But if you I got would sit on them. Yeah, of course. You never just go to the first. You know, you never unless unless they're time sensitive. Unless he's like, I only have a week. Yeah, you never just rush out the wishes. Maybe go home, tell your mom, say yeah. like, hey, you know. 12 year old kid like hey mom what should we wish for but ultimately but yeah would you i would guys- just wish for money because that's like the gift card of wishes yes mm-hmm. i agree and would you guys if you had to sit on these wishes and like kazam had to follow you around would you be able to live with that like kazam just chilling in the podcasting studio yeah and like akiva kazam just like hopping over to israel come and chill with you too if you because that's the issue is that's what i think when we could segue to this next scene because like him and shack have the scene where he like pisses off max and like ties his shoes and i feel like this is where shack is at his best kind of he's like it was most comical doing all these expressions but then this scene kind of got me thinking it's like oh would i want shack everywhere with me I feel like Shaq is such a domineering presence. I could, I could almost see it from this annoying snot nosed kid's perspective of like, damn, I don't know if no. I want Shaq. No, with the me kid's terrible, Zach. That yeah. uh, <laughs> if, if you were this annoying twelve year old kid who had no friends, and all of a sudden you have like uh, this seven foot tall genie with magical powers following you around, what position are you in to be like, oh my god, you're so annoying, ah? Uh. No, it's, you're, you do have a point because this, in this scene, this kid threatens Kazam. And he's like, get away from me. I need to get like, back to getting beat up by all the kids at school. 
Yeah, he, and he's like, oh, I'm going to donate your brain to science. That's what he tells Kazam. Like, this kid could do anything to this seven-foot behemoth of a man. Magical like, like, being. Right. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Shaq could, like, flick him with his index finger, and Max would fly across the other side of the road. Akiba, what do you think about when uh, Kazam's pants fell down? Yeah, I... I, I- uh, by the way, Kazam is a little inappropriate with the kid, right? Like he sleeps in his bed, he showers in front the of him. The kid calls him a pervert. Yeah, the yeah. kid does call him a pervert. I will say, um, not one person in the entire film comments on Shaq like the biggest person you'd ever see in your life at over seven feet tall and like about three hundred fifty pounds at this point. Nobody's ever like, "Wow, how big are you?" Are you? Yeah, and the like, only Shaq person doesn't exist in, their, in that world. Yeah, Shaq doesn't That's- exist in the in in the, that world. Like, there's no Shaquille O'Neal. So like, mm-hmm. he's truly. You know, the biggest person they've ever seen. Nobody comments on it. Nobody's ever like, hey, do you play basketball? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It seems unrealistic. Okay. Um, we start to get into uh, the villain of the film. And uh, this guy is not great. Do not think that uh, this character holds up here some uh, 25 uh, some odd years later. You don't later. like some Nubian goat eyes, Rob? That of didn't get you. <laughs> Malik. Malik is Malik, sort of yes. the head of this criminal enterprise and uh, that he is of Middle Eastern descent, uh, that he is, you know, uh, treated, I think, uh, like very cartoonish by the film, uh, that he's always eating like gross food. He's eating like uh, goat eyeballs at one point. Uh, he also is a real like genie aficionado. Yeah, somehow this Malik man throughout his travels from the Middle East has ran into multiple genies because he right away, he's so Shaq comes into this Big like genie Spinderella, guy. this like underground rap show. And then Shaq, firstly, he delivers this classic line. I thought, now this puts the boom in the box. And mm-hmm. then he presses play, starts jamming out. And I don't know if you guys noticed this man, one of Malik's henchmen is like smoking a cig and then he starts to accost Shaq. And then for some reason, this man put out the cig cigarette in his own hand yeah i don't know if you notice it yeah to like threaten shack but like weren't you just isn't that just like putting yourself in pain <laughs> like this was one of the, another wild moment in this movie where i was like why the f is this man putting yeah. a cigarette out his head Akiva, what a, what a crazy flex, see that guy that he's like hey like um like uh you can't get through here unless you want to play my game and he's like uh like yeah <laughs> my hand is an ashtray yeah top of that wild how is this intimidating? This is just like, I don't know, just putting yourself through the pain. This is just, yeah, masochism. I don't know what the hell is going on here. He likes it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And Do you then- think that that guy had a genie and he wished that his hand was an ashtray? He's like, oh, it's so annoying <laughs> to find an ashtray. It's the 90s. Oh, uh, I can smoke uh, anywhere I want indoors, but it's hard to find an ashtray. Sometimes I have to find yeah. like a soda Especially can, but then I accidentally yeah. drink out of the soda can. So if my hand was an ashtray. Yeah, I mean, this is the bad guy's most interesting scene, because after this, it's just like, I mean, Zach had a good point. Like, any scene where Shaq is not there, you know, even though the kid sucks, like, the scenes with Shaq and the kid are the best scenes. Like, anything without them... Are, mm-hmm. is, is painful to watch. Yeah, and the reason I say that is because actually what Akiva said earlier, it's like, when Shaq is not on screen, the movie gets way too dramatic, I feel like, and dark. And it's like, you you have Shaq, you have this just big, fun-of-life character. Like, I was thinking about this, Shaq on Inside the NBA, when he first joined that show and replaced Chris Webber, Shaq would always do these outlandish things where he'd have, like, the tree fall on and Christmas tree fall on him, he'd, like, trip off and, like, face plant. Shaq loves, like, putting on 
on a show and making people laugh and stuff like that. And you have this, like, I think they could have made a horrible movie that actually had it was a huge box office success. They could, they could have made a cheesy, goofy movie with Shaq that got like $50 million in the box office. Instead, they made this like ham-fisted drama that didn't, I assume, did not make much money at the box office at all. And I kudos to Shaq for somehow still looking on this fallen lane is like, well, at least the children enjoyed it. At least I made the kids laugh. Cause that's pretty much his only takeaway from making mm-hmm. this movie. But yeah, I just think they just ah, squandered so much from this, honestly. <laughs> Rob, do you think this was, we talked about this last week. Do you think your kids would have appreciated this movie at all or would no. they have been completely out I don't think I it? could get them to sit through this. Yeah. Cause even like Ed and Dunstan Checks and all those movies my kids were totally good with, I think they would have hated this. I don't think there's any joy for kids. And someone, I think Ebert's review was like, this was a movie that grownups were making for kids by putting in things that would, they would find interesting. I think that's actually a good call. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing kid friendly in this movie. There's no kids under 12 in the movie. Like this is a, an adult movie about like very stupid, like, you know, kid centric things. Yeah. No, that is a good point from Ebert, honestly. Okay. Uh, he's always on point, Ebert. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about it. He has, he has some walkie right. reviews. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay. All right. So. Yeah, the kids go go and break into like the bullies somehow they know about this and then they break in and steal the tape boy keep like the bullies have like a criminal enterprise and then the bullies want to blackmail the dad later on in the film i also think if you want to have bullies who are like who resonate a little bit you can't have 20 bullies right mm-hmm. you like there's so many bad guys between the bullies at school and the bullies here like i don't know who's who i don't know these in, are the bullies name. from school are they not yeah they, yeah, they, yeah they accost him in the school they're the bullies right? from so, school but there's also yeah. uh, like adult bullies yeah but there's too many there, there should be like one main bully in school and one main bully here i don't know anybody's name outside of Shaq and max mm-hmm. okay so they steal the tape uh and then uh, this is going to end up getting uh max's dad in trouble with uh w- with the with the main bad guy who is his boss uh yeah we kind of yada yada over max actually actually runs into his father who still doesn't recognize him <laughs> until he mentions his surname and then his father says like oh you're my son hey everybody this is my son who i haven't yeah. talked to in 10 years and just starts introducing it to everybody which I, i'm just surprised how their relationship or like how this like genesis of their relationship was not a little more frosty. Like you think the, the, the dad would be like at least apologetic that he was mm-hmm. not in his life, but no, he just starts like yeah. parading him around. You think dad has been uh, sending the child support Akiva? No, because she hasn't been able to find him in 10 years. There's no way he's sent a penny ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not- so like weird. Like, did he leave? Did he get kicked out by the mom? It's, it's, it's very strange. Yeah. I think he might have got kicked out. I, I think he might have left. I think that that's actually it. Mm-hmm. And, but I also think the mom does not want him back. Both those yeah, things are mutual. Yeah. Even though Max like repeatedly wants uh, Kazam to bring the parents back together, which is not a good fit at all. Yeah, it thank God outside be, his powers. Thank God Kazam came back in this scene because at this point of the movie, I was like, I don't know if I could deal with this kid yeah. <laughs> and his dad and the drama too much longer. But luckily, Kazam comes in as a pizza delivery man. He's like a three large, two medium pizza Zams here to bust the tedium. <laughs> and I don't know what tedium is. I don't know what this means. It's probably like an apostrophe like or something. Bo- uh, like boredom, right? 
Is that what it is? Tedium like, boredom? Like, so if something is uh, tedious? I, I, no, I, yeah. I'll take your word for it. Honestly, yeah, Shaq boredom. actually uses some vernacular in this movie that went over my head. Like, there was a couple of words Shaq was saying, like, even ethereal and all that. I understood, but I just, I was surprised Shaq had some of these words in his bag, if I'm being honest. That LSU education be hidden yeah. different. I don't know. Yeah, Shaq is going to uh, then at the like big concert that's going on, he's going to end up getting up on the stage and rapping and becomes like uh, an instant sensation. Here's a little bit of uh, Kazam rapping during the concert. Yeah, let's green egg and ham it, ladies. Yeah, I don't know what that means. But one of the uh, Jer- uh, listener Jeremy watched the whole movie and sent in a bunch of comments, uh, and he says, "Are there any lines in this kid's movie that are cringier than Kazam rapping?" As Romeo said before Juliet, "Grab four of your friends, we'll have a sextet." I think that <laughs> when uh, he proceeds to go on and say, uh, and if you're hungry, let's green eggs and ham it. Yeah, because what yeah. does that mean? Let's green eggs and <laughs> what ham are the, it. What is it called? Like, what are the green like, eggs and what is the ham? <laughs> I have no idea. In fact, I don't even want to know. You know what? Let's just leave I, that maybe, to Kazan. Maybe I should go to Urban Dictionary uh, on this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I should go to Urban Dictionary or like uh, some Dr. Seuss Dictionary. When's the last time you guys went to Urban Dictionary on a podcast? Yeah, it's been I a mean, while. I feel like that was common. Like, early, you guys I mean, had some I, I shows. I pretty much in the do it ages. daily, but um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, green eggs and ham it. I don't. Know. I don't even know. Like, and I, I feel like I have like have a very vivid imagination. And yeah. I, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I also wonder if Shaq wrote the raps, or more likely, if the writers wrote the raps for Shaq. Hmm. I think Shaq they- probably wanted a part in it because when his studio after one of his albums, they wanted to have more an involvement in the writing and they wanted like the rap group he was affiliated with to do the writing. He was adamant about doing it all himself because that's what he wanted. So I think he might have had something. The issue is, though, I think he maybe though, because the movie writers probably wrote it because the whole rap is just him as Kazam just rapping about being a genie, especially his second rap later in the movie. It's like literally just like, I'm 4,000 years old, blah, blah, blah. Like It's just him just giving <sighs> anecdotes about being yeah. a genie. So you're probably right that the movie writers. Maybe green eggs and ham is something that maybe like Shaq is like trying to get a woman to try. And she's like, uh. Uh, uh, no, uh, I, I I will not try those uh, green eggs and ham. And <laughs> you think like, this is a writer trying to appeal to kids? Yeah. They're like, oh, kids like these Dr. Yeah, Seuss references. That, uh, Let's I, make I it will some not sexual try them. innuendo. Kazam, I am. He's like, uh, like, well, would you would you try it in a uh, in a box? No. Tries just maybe just like trying something new. Let's green mm-hmm. eggs and ham it, and then it turns out, oh, I do like green eggs and ham. Shazam, I, I do am. like. <laughs> Oh, Shazam. Shazam, I am. No, Shazam, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I get confused between that and the other movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, the kids steal the tape. I mean, we're yada yadaing some things. Uh, yeah, we I mean, so, okay, so Shaq comes, the kid goes back home. The, so he's like, comes home late and his mom's like, do the chores. And then he's like, milking the chickens, feeding <laughs> the, the or fair, milking the cows, milking, yeah. milking the cows, feeding the chickens. And I, again, this kid is such an, and part of my language once more, I'm very sorry, but this kid is such an asshole to his mom. And I have no other word to describe it because this kid is just, for no reason, I feel like every time his mom is so doting and stuff, especially we're going to get to this breakfast scene very closely, but basically yeah. he, his mom 
does this stuff. And then his, his stepdad is like, let me talk to him. And then Max just like refuses stepdad's advice, yells at his mom. And I was, and I remember watching this and I was like, man, why did this movie get so depressing? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Cause this kid like storms off to his room and then Shaq comes and we get like the good stuff. Again, well, but. he wakes up with uh, Kazam in his bed. Um, and it was like, uh, I don't know, like walk of shame territory of like, uh, he's like, uh, what happened last night? Boy, uh, like, uh, it was a, that was a crazy night. Uh, yeah. and, uh, he's like, oh, I gotta get ready for school. And he just tells Kazam, like, boy, you smell Kazam. Mm-hmm. You smell like hippopotamus butt is what he yeah, says. Yeah, that was rude. Sure. Yeah, that is rude. Although I guess it was ruder for this grown man who's 3,000 years old to be sleeping in his bed. <laughs> True. And what's more scary is like jokes aside about him being an adult and a child. It's more so like if I'm sleeping and mm-hmm. I feel Shaq's like monstrous hand come across <laughs> my face. Because that's how Shaq wakes this kid up by basically palming his face like he would a basketball. Yeah. And I feel like that would be such a scary sensation for me. In fact, I'm surprised the kid is not more terrified. He just seems like more angry and disgusted with Shaq, but yeah. not as like the kid never really seems scared of Shaq. Yeah, how big of a bed does this kid have that uh he was even yeah, able to Shaq fit on the bed with Kazam? True, true, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, imagine if a mom walks in and Lechak is just sleeping there in the middle of the night. Like, uh, you know, could have been could have been interesting. Yeah. All right. So uh, that he goes for breakfast and mom's like, oh, I made you orange juice. And I don't want it. Uh, again, just total, uh, total D to his Not mom. just orange juice, his favorite breakfast. She's like, this is your favorite breakfast, French toast and peanut butter and chocolate chips. He's like, no, I don't want it. It's like, if, mom, if I'm in the worst mood, my mom's ordering, giving me the best breakfast, I my favorite, I would definitely eat it up. So yeah. I was like, so out on this kid here. And this is the scene where you're right, like, cause Shaq comes in and I got, I got to pull out his name here one sec, cause this was one of the funnier lines. I think we have his name written down in this scene. Yes, yes. Uh, it is, uh, three. Three words, and it is. It's Jefferson Allensworth Lamb. Lamb. That's <laughs> yes. what it is. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, and he kisses Mama on the hand, and I, it definitely feels like that Mom was uh, very impressed with Kazam. Yeah, the mom like Kazam. He's like, I'm calling myself Jefferson Allensworth Lamb. <laughs> Jefferson, after the man who birthed our country. Allensworth is the man who did a lot of stuff with slaves and black people in the past. And uh, Lamb, because I like Lamb. He likes <laughs> Lamb. That's, he that's- named himself. Yeah, well, our country, like Shaq, you you haven't been alive in three thousand years. You you know you've been American for two days. But, but <laughs> yeah, <fine. laughs> he likes what he sees so far. But okay, yeah, I I will. Yeah, by the way, not a, not enough of the culture shock. Also, like you could have had him be like, "What is this? Like I haven't been around for three thousand years." Well, that could have been the a thing is, too. It's like, that's it's like almost Shaq has the opposite of culture shock. Where and again, I keep mentioning earlier, but it's like Shaq knows so much for somebody mm-hmm. or Kazam knows so much about the world for He's somebody who's trapped in a box. Yeah, he is omnipotent. I guess no, he but, is. Because then, even with the French toast stuff, because he has that magical shower with the like hula hoop shower yeah, he covering his nether really regions. feeling it. Like uh, his powers have uh, come back to him quite quite yeah. a bit at this point. Between- <laughs> I, I really like the line we skipped over to. Uh, he's like, "Oh, French toast, I love it. Rote français, I love it. Beaucoup, beaucoup, beaucoup." <laughs> and I thought like that was the worst French pronunciation ever. But kudos to Shaq because Shaq really is trying as an actor. Mm-hmm. I'll give him credit. He's like putting yeah. the effort in, like some other athletes. I would say they not, did not put as much effort into their movies as Shaq did. Keith, this was a wild use of the special effects budget here, uh, where they decide to, like, the mom is turned around, and so Kazam is going to make the French toast fly in the air 
So it goes straight into his mouth uh, that he is sort of like, uh, instead of like just picking it up with a fork. Uh, and then he, he's decided that the kid also needs to eat breakfast. So he waits for the kid to open his mouth and then flies a piece of French toast into the kid's mouth. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't have used my budget this way either, but at least there's a little bit of humor here, which basically, mm-hmm. you know, does not exist for the second half of the film. Yeah, which you can't say about the rest of the movie pretty yeah. much. And then, yeah, Shaq comes in here and claims to be Max's tutor. And honestly, this is a pretty good save, I thought, from Kazam here. Mm-hmm. I thought Kazam was actually smooth and he was at play, play on his feet. Like, yeah, because if this seven foot like black man even came into my house, I'd be kind of like, poor. like the seven foot like monsters, like towering man, like 300 pound individual. I'd be like kind of shocked. But then Shaq's like, yeah, I'm a tutor and stuff. Kudos to him. Yeah, the fast on his feet. He was able to improvise. Well, mom's happy. She wants uh, Maxwell doing better at school uh, because yeah. he's having a lot of problems. And he goes back to school. And guess what? Bullies, uh, time to blackmail Maxwell. Uh, tell your dad to give us a million dollars. Uh, right? Is that what he wants? Is that is or, or the or uh the when uh, dad is getting beat up that uh that the tape was worth a million dollars? Did the kids the bullies throw out a, a number figure? No, yeah, no. They I don't know if they threw out a number, but the bullies probably know the tape is worth a lot. So then the bullies are now in possession of the tape, mm-hmm. and the Max needs it back to get it to his dad. So his dad is essentially not like killed by Malik. Basically, is where we're at at yeah. this point in the movie. And then we had this weird like before because we get into Max and Shaq have like a little musical interlude with their impromptu like music video song for like We Genie, and then they have this weird scene where it's like, so what's the worst thing you've ever seen in your life? Because uh, and then Kazam's like, well, the destruction of Pompeii. Uh, I don't know who wished for it. So it's like, has Shaq been involved in, or Kazam been involved in every apocalyptic event prior to this? It's like, did somebody wish for like World War II to happen and Shaq, <laughs> Kazam played a part in this? Because I was shocked that they even added this as a line into the movie. It's like, they name yeah, dropped the maybe, fact maybe that... Maybe uh, sort of like uh, natural disasters, maybe more so than I guess, like, but the fact that Shaq is even responsible for the destruction of Pompeii and kind of plays... I'm surprised Shaq, Kazam doesn't have some kind of like PTSD from, <laughs> from being mm-hmm. involved in all of that. But yeah, I don't know who we would can, wish we, that. Yeah, yeah, me neither. But we can move on, but essentially, I don't know, anything <laughs> you guys want to say about Shaq's and Max, or Shaq and Max and their weird, weird like yeah. musical interlude? Anyone have any comments about this? Akiva, shouldn't Kazam have some sort of a genie code where like uh, he can't murder people? You think well, genies can't murder? Hmm. I think that yeah, they I, didn't know, sh- I, I, don't know the I think that that should be in the genie constitution. No I murder. Agree. That's why this line shot. I mean, they have other stupid rules of oh, can't make people fall in love, can't bring people mm-hmm. back from the dead. Well, then you but should murder is okay. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, is that? And if a genie does it, is it murder? <laughs> if a genie does it, if it's, I guess if it's, he uses powers, then maybe not. Um, I, I also think Genie shouldn't be able to rap, so you know, <laughs> maybe, we could, maybe we could put that in the Constitution, is that, too. Uh, is, that a, is that a dig in my bars? I'm the best rapper. Double well, the kid raps, times. too. Yeah. That's what's wild. They have a whole, the, like, uh, the big musical number is him and the kid rapping. Yeah, and the kid's not a good rapper, to be honest. No, but I, I think, think the kid's a better rapper than Shaq. He's like, really? oh, you have, like, terrible bars, but, like... Because I think Shaq rides the beat better, is what I'd say. Like, Shaq is more on tune than the kid is. Okay. So... We find out, like, in this conversation about what's the worst thing you ever did, um, Shaq or Kazam reveals that, oh, really, I'm a genie right now, but, um, you know, my my <laughs> goal one day is I wish I could be a djinn, which I guess is better than a genie. Akiva, did you know about the hierarchy of djinn versus genie? I didn't, but it's pretty, it's, it's important over the second half of the movie, right? A djinn is basically like a permanent genie. 
Like, yes, uh, it, it is important. And jinns are common in every Abrahamic religion, actually. And I have a funny story about this. I remember for some reason when I was in, I went to a Muslim elementary. I'm not very religious now, mm-hmm. but I remember I was actually scared of jinns because the stories they told us about jinns were horrifying. It's like jinns could like kill people and stuff. So I remember as a just like six, seven year old kid, I was like very scared of jinns. And it was actually Kazam that kind of made me like, not scared of them anymore because oh. let's go look at this big dumb goofy gin that kazam is so it kind of like tempered yeah. my fears of gins this movie did but basically shack is like yeah i can't make myself free i can't make somebody else fall in love i can't even touch destiny only the material never the ethereal but a gin a gin is free a gin can do anything yeah a gin i think can, you should be able to do a murder <laughs> yeah i guess i guess gins are just above genies in the pecking order yeah. is what it seems like so i, I looked up a gin on google on the google machine and mm-hmm. it said uh, like they, they get these questions of people also ask and uh can a gin fall in love with you what do you think akiva can a gin fall in love i'm gonna say a gin can fall in love with you gin can also possess a human for love and sex and they can even marry each other and have children uh, if a jinn possesses you and has a, has uh, the sex, is it cheating? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it in a dream or is it real? Real. Okay. And it's it's not like your if, sleep. You, if you copulate with a ghost, is that cheating? Like you guys talk about right. the news. Oh, I did ask my wife that. that. She said it was. She says that it yes, was cheating. That oh, is so cheating. should we put in the census with a ghost? Is it cheating? If a if a jinn or a demon possesses you mm-hmm. and has yeah. and and has sex, is, mm-hmm. is it cheating? Yeah. Well, I did yeah, not. But- I did not, you know, sign on for that. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Mm-hmm. I will put that in the census. Mm-hmm. But I do I so I don't know if gins can uh get with like regular, you know, of this world people, but I I stand by my this by my assertion can. that they can possess yeah. humans. Okay, so then, then it's sex. crazy that Kazam doesn't end up with his mom. I no, he like, has I a different like- love interest, but I wonder did she even like him or did he did he sort of like uh do a, like a love spell on her? Ooh, that's not bad. Maybe that maybe that should have been one of our three wishes, like do a love spell on everybody. Do you like, is that yeah, what you want? Like you got to be a woman in the world that. coveted you, Rob. You, you no, wouldn't want you, that. That's a, that would be a nightmare. You would yeah, you yeah. want control on that. You want like some true, sort of true, like true. on off switch. That was actually the plot of like Honey I Shrunk the Kids had like a TV spin-off and that was one of the th- like one of the adventures made like every girl in love with this kid and I feel like it did not work out well mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, very bad. Uh, ba- very bad wish. That's an example of a bad wish, okay? Um bad use of wishing. All right, so Yada yada yada. Uh, the Kazam has a love interest who is one of Malik's uh, hench women, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Her name's Asia, and it, the funny thing is, it's like she rebuffs Shaq the whole movie. She's that's like, why I don't like when him. he becomes a jinn, that's how he ends up with her. Yeah, but it makes no sense because the only scene you see of her, like, re- like actually, like, okay, I kind of like you, or whatever, is the final scene where they're walking away. Prior, she's to that, loyal every- to Malik. Yeah, but prior to that, every scene, every scene we see of her, she's like crapping all over Shaq. She, what does she best say about? She's like, oh, he's not interesting at all. Just an overgrown pituitary gland or something. Just like yeah. calling him a big freak, essentially. So she was <laughs> yeah. very insulting That's to Shaq. That's why I think I he used his powers at the end. Akiva. <laughs> maybe. No, maybe you're right. Honestly, he probably, maybe he did use his gin powers to woo her. I, I, that makes yeah. sense. I, I, I ain't, I ain't Um, we see Maxwell eventually like have some more run-ins with his dad who becomes like increasingly abusive, uh, to him akiva like that was unsettling just how like mean the dad becomes i don't know why they have it i guess because he doesn't end up with the dad but like it doesn't make any sense the dad like 
both parents are bad? Who made these decisions? It's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and, why, and why does he keep coming back to his dad's studio? Nothing has good for or his yeah. dad's like workplace. Nothing good has happened the first two times he's come there, and he keeps coming back. Yeah. Like. All understand. right. So dad really needs another. T- the, the tape is gone, and rather than just g- like, okay, you have a seven foot tall genie with magical powers. All right, let's go beat up the bullies and get the tape back. No, we want to waste wish number two. Even Kazam is like, dude, this is a bad wish. You are wasting a wish here. I don't care. I don't care. That's what I want. Give me this wish. It's not a good sign if the genie's genie's sort of wish-shaming you and saying it's a waste of a wish. That's not a great sign. Yeah, because then Kazam is basically like, I can just do this myself. And then Kazam just teleports them to the studio and just starts looking for the mixtape. So (laughs) you you guys are correct. This is a horrible wish, honestly. And then we also had the really bad CGI of like Max was like trying to – or Shaq was trying to subtly flirt with this Asia woman. And then we had this horrible CGI of like Max jumping out of the glass of water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me out of the movie how jarringly. (laughs) bad it was honestly yes it was scary to look at needed kazam's help uh but that that just segues into what rob's talking about right now so yeah yeah um so he gets the tape and he gives it to the dad and it gives the dad barely says like oh my god son thank you so much oh i knew that i you know i abandoned you but thank thank goodness you came back into my life he just like takes the tape and like runs away from the kid Guys, I mean, this guy just sucks. He's yeah, terrible. Why is he wasting? Because you guys keep saying they're bo- both parents are bad. I think the mom's a good parent, but Mom's I fine. No, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why this child is wasting a wish on his deadbeat stepfather, who he hasn't seen in two decades. Like, wish for your mom to have a big house, or wish for you, like, wish for like all the money in the world so you can have all your family and stuff eat and not get bullied. I don't know. There's, there's so many better wishes to do, and then instead he wasted on his like father, who doesn't even appreciate this wish essentially. Mm. And, so yeah. I don't know. It's just I feel like this kid with all three of his wishes, I think were bad. All, all terrible wishes. Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. you know Adam Gase just burning terrible oh, yeah, timeouts and challenges. Like Adam Gase and well, he also might have gone into uh, he might have gone into like the end of the movie and <laughs> not having used the last two wishes and just burned them in the last five minutes. That would be. Funny. <laughs> all right. So uh, we see that Malik saw Kazam on the security camera and he's already obsessed with him. He's like, oh, get me that guy. Uh, we need that boom box. Uh, and again, he feels like if he gets the boom box, he'll be able to make the wishes. Um, so Maxwell, now he gets on this thing where he's going to now wish his dad said something about like, uh, it's too late for me, kid. Like, uh, you know, I need like I blew my chance. Don't don't be like me. And so Maxwell is going to wish for dad to have a second chance, uh, a do over. And I don't know if he wants him to like go back to being young again or what. Zach, this was such an absurd wish. I already said his second wish was bad. This third wish that's like the big crux of this like final act of the movie. What an awful wish. Firstly, his dad picks him up because we yada yada over this, but it's pretty fucking wild. Or part of my life. It's pretty effing wild. His dad speeds, speeds and like picks him up and like just starts like go race, racing down the road and like berates him, which causes Max to cry. And like for the first time in this movie, I actually kind of felt sympathy for this snot nosed kid. And his dad's like, Oh yeah, my life's well. well I, I don't know. I, I, it's like, I feel like the movie expected you to like sympathize with this like criminal deadbeat father. And it's like, why would you as a viewer? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. And then he like, 
he literally just waste his uh, wish on his like horrible yeah. dad. I I just they, they really lost me with this like dramatic plot here. I don't I don't know. The writing I think is actually the worst part of the movie, even more so than the act. Akiva, if you're a deadbeat dad, do you think you sympathize with uh, Nick? If I was a deadbeat dad, yeah, I can't even imagine it. <laughs> um, would I sympathize with Nick? Like, no, I well, no. Who sympathizes with deadbeat dads? Like this guy sucks. Well, um, if you are a deadbeat dad, it's like, oh yeah, finally, there's a movie that well, shows so my that was side like the, of the yeah, story. That was the market. Yeah. yeah, that was like, listen, we're we're not going to get the <laughs> child element coming to this movie because it's too dark and dingy. <laughs> Maybe it's for deadbeat dads. <laughs> yeah, buy deadbeat dads for <laughs> that should have been the tagline on the poster. Yeah. Um. So the, the Shaq has like a huge following. Uh, Kazam is uh, performing. Uh. Zach, how, how did Kazam build such a epic following already so quickly? I, I was I have the exact same question to you guys in my notes. Like, how did Kazam get so popular? Because yeah, just him rapping about like genie stuff too. It's not even like mainstream mat and mainstream rap, and all the beats are kind of like they all have that that Middle Eastern like sparkly style too. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's not a conventional rap beat that would be successful. So I'm surprised Kazam ends up the big hit he is at this underground show. Yeah, like is the audience in on that his uh, act is that he's a genie akiva i have no idea that's not clear to me either <laughs> okay but they're into it so maybe he put a spell on the audience that make them yeah. really l- love what he's doing but anyway he's distracted and then the kid is in danger and malik realizes that the kid has a wish and so uh, that he wants, he wants for uh, the, the kid to use his third wish and wish all of the money in the world to malik or they're gonna kill uh his father yeah that's pretty much the gist of it you summed it up well he also he steals the boom box because he thinks right. like oh if the boom box is like kazam's lamp then i will have control yeah. of kazam what a smart move akiva of that okay i'm going to now i'll be in possession of the boom box and then okay so for me to take over I need this kid to burn his third wish, so I'm gonna have his him burn his third wish on wishing something for me. He's he's figured out a loophole to get a fourth wish. No, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know why the kid doesn't wish. Like, uh, I wish for Malik to get turned into a basketball and get dunked into the <laughs> garbage dumpster because he uh, didn't need to wish it. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah I wish me and my dad were someplace safe. Uh, you know, that would have been fine. But no, that is. And uh, that's true. That's a good point. He should have wished that, honestly. It would have, like, yeah. saved so many problems. Would have been a better him. wish than what he did yeah. wish for. Yeah. Um, but Maxwell tries to say, like, listen, if you wish for all the money in the world, you'll destroy the economy. You'll have all the money. And this is pretty smart for Max, I thought. I don't know. What do you think about this, Akiva? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Every every decision here is terrible. True, but I think it's like it's it's like the kid has stupid logic, but it's like a heads up hail mary play. It's like, well, wait, you can't there because there's this genie code, and you can't make the wish because no one else will have any money. So Mm -hmm. I thought I thought I'll give Max a little bit of credit. Two months from now, this kid's going to be kicking himself in the head over over (laughs) these wishes. Like the rest of his life, dad and months. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it's just he's gonna. He's going to be wishing that yeah. uh, the genie came you know, out. Also, his, Malik uh, takes out his dad with like a backhand, like a pimp slap. And his dad's like on the floor for like five minutes from what looks like the weakest strike I've ever seen. Just <laughs> kind of shocked, to be honest. Because <laughs> then in the next, I, I bring this up because like two minutes later, we'll see his dad basically just like go full action hero and fight like Malik's whole gang. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. this was wild. Um, yeah. You can relay it out, Rob, if you'd like. You know, Zach, uh, this is not the first movie Akiva and I have watched with uh, mm-hmm. magical pe- beings that grant wishes. Uh, most recently, uh, we've seen a uh, another um, magical figure known as the Leprechaun. Uh, oh, Lep, yes. If you get his uh, gold coin, you get to make one wish, although that there's like uh, consequences that come with each of Lep's wishes, uh, although the characters I feel like in the Leprechaun film probably overall made better wishes than anybody in this movie. Yeah, my arch nemesis, the Leprechaun from mm-hmm. the oh, he booted Renaf- you from the Rumble. Rumble. Yeah. yeah, that Akiva, bastard. Who would win in a fight, Lep or Kazam? I mean, Lep, I think, demolishes Kazam. I think Lep's powers are just too good for Kazam's. Kazam could, like, say, like, put some, try and put some sign, sp- some kind of spell on him, and just uh, it doesn't work. Meanwhile. He asked for a Jaguar. Meanwhile, Lep is running a uh, shack over <laughs> yeah, with the Jaguar. Yeah, and the Lep's powers, because I, I binge all those podcasts in one week when the third was coming out, so I yeah. listen to all your guys' Leprechaun podcasts. And the thing is, <laughs> the Lep's powers are all over the place. It's like they don't scale his powers, so like sometimes the Lep will be in like, he'll be in a confrontation with a real human and they'll be able to get the best of him. Other times, he's just able to like have some like magical like Deus Ex Machina ass pull essentially and is able to get one of Like I always think of the gold and the stomach and all that horde stuff, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah. I, I think Akiva is correct. I think Lep takes it over. Yeah, and, and Lep can kill people, and he can also yes. make people fall in love. Maybe, uh, maybe Jin Kazam. Maybe Jin Kazam as a Jin could take on Lep it, normally. It, but is Jean Lep Kazam a Jin? It maybe. I don't know. I think. Yeah, maybe- I think. Uh, a leprechaun for uh you know it, what's it like in space in the like uh, whatever it is is gonna be. Uh, yes, in yes. space or in the club or whatever it is, we're going to get into that. We're going to find out if he's a gym. to like procreate with humans? Is that a thing? Because maybe that's why Leprechaun was so adamant that he had to find the wife, like the perfect wife or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's to turn her into a Leprechaun, I think. Uh, but oh, let's, okay. yeah, let's not get to go too far. True, off true, true. The let's, leprechaun let's get, let's get <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. We got a, okay. another path to go down. Anyway, so uh, we end up with finally Kazam uh, gets back in there, and uh, we get into like a uh, like a, a big fight uh, where uh, he he somehow c- uh, comes back in there, and Malik uh, is saying, "Hey, look, uh, I'm I'm your master. You can't uh, you can't hurt me." Uh, he turns Malik into a basketball at the end of this and uh, dunks him down the garbage chute. First off, uh, Akiva, does Malik remain a basketball forever? Yes, I would have to say yes. No question. Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure I if, so. like, once he lands in the dumpster, does he turn the back C- into Malik? The CGI is so bad. Also, like, he's in a basketball, <laughs> but it's, it's like, it's his face on a TV in the basketball, basically. Yeah. The basketball is too big to be a real basketball. It's a mess. Yeah, he gets yeah, it was The CGI here was horrible. And I, honestly, when I watched this as a kid, the Nubian goat eyes was really the scene that, like, I remembered for years, like, him just inhaling the goat eyes, but I completely forgot, actually, about the CGI poster. And it's like, Shaq is almost dunking out of sadness here which i'm shocked to say because in this scene shack assumes kazam is dead that's basically what malik or shack assumes max kazam assumes max mm-hmm. is dead and he like dunks malik and like wails in like this horrible like sad cry so yeah, oh, yeah they, just yeah, they like his emotions they, told, they, with they this threw post. him down the uh another garbage chute uh that's the primo method of uh killing people in this movie is throwing them down garbage chutes and then do you guys think this antagonist because was he that evil really did malik this is one of the worst demises for an antagonist I've seen in a kids movie. Honestly, he's doomed to live his life for well, the rest of eternity. Is this a kids a movie? I think is a, is a good question, Zach. 
No, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, I think I kind of wish it was more of a kid's oh, movie. Oh, you just wasted one fun. of your wishes. Yeah, you wasted a wish. <laughs> yeah, Wait, you wished. I, I wish because that was a good movie. That's what I wish. All right, that's two. That's two. <laughs> oh, true, true, true. See, this is harder than we make fun, but it's harder than yeah, we thought. You may have only one good one left. Zach, you mentioned this whole big fight scene, and uh, it's a wild fight scene because I, I would not have expected Kazam's primary method of attack to be sort of like a double dragon-esque like uh, drop kicks. Why couldn't this be the whole movie? I'm not kidding. Why couldn't the whole movie just been like Shaq and Max, like the assassins trying to kill Max, yeah. and then you have like this genie Shaq? Because I love this scene was one of the best scenes in the movie. You have like Shaq body slamming people, and then it's like intercut with like his dad and Max. Max and his dad are like trying to escape, and his dad, after getting like pimp slapped two seconds ago, is all of a sudden taking out henchmen with like one punch right hook KOs. I thought this was some of the best stuff from the whole movie. Like Shaq at one point like power slammed somebody like Hulk Hogan. Hogan style. Yeah. I, I was like, man, this movie could have had this in like the like, 30 minutes of like ham-fisted drama we got. So, <laughs> Akiva, we really got into some Shaq Fu here. Drew. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, this was this. I mean, maybe this should have been more of a, like a karate movie with Shaq Fu. Could have <laughs> tied Forget into the his... mustard. It's karate yeah. time. <laughs> that's right. Well, yeah, Shaq like, Fu who notoriously did not sell well. They could have had some advertising here, and they just could. Honestly, I think if they made a Shaq Fu movie, did not make a video game, and did not make Kazam, I think the Shaq Fu movie had like a higher ceiling than any of those. Right. Other it's probably right. You're mm-hmm. probably right. Yeah. All right. So they finally they cleared uh, er- everything out. Um, what does does um, Kazam bring? Maxwell back to life, Zach. What what happens here? That's what's implied. The, things think. get wild now. The, the last like ten minutes of the film are like yes. I, I thought I was on acid. Yeah, no, I know, same, and, and, and I'm, you know, I completely agree with you because should I, I say I like a- an MDMA Akiva? Should I say something that, that is uh was that does anybody say acid anymore? I. I- you're asking me. I'm not, the drug guy. Really, yeah. really. Exactly. You could have exactly. said shrooms, exactly. maybe psycholoban <laughs> mushrooms or whatever they're called. I, think Zach yeah. knows I, more I was than on me. shrooms during this point. Yeah, Molly. I don't know. We, we must have been consuming every drug. Basically, what happens is Malik <laughs> pushes off. Malik pushes Max off this like scaffolding, and then from here until like almost the end of the movie, you kind of assume Max is dead, and then you Shaq were. Ho- just- I was hoping. <laughs> I said, oh, good, oh, yeah. finally, the kid is dead. <laughs> oh, no, save, save, save. So then you assume Max is dead, but then basically Shaq finds his body, is like crying, and then Shaq's like, for, for in 5,000 years, Max, you were the only friend I've ever had. Which is hard to believe, because he's rapping about meeting all these people. He has like mm-hmm. these stories when one of his raps about he's like about to get his head chopped off and like befriend some like Sultan years ago. So I find it hard to believe that Max is his only friend. And then he goes, he's like, Max. You were always the Sultan's gold because that's what Malik referred to him. And if Max is the Sultan's gold, then the rest of the world is just like the Caliphate's gold because Max is not like there's nothing special about this kid for Shaq to be as like, like, you know, I mean, like there's nothing special about this kid for Shaq to be such a big fan of. So according to Wikipedia, so Mm -hmm. uh, after Malik gets dunked into the garbage disposal, uh, Kazam finds Max's lifeless body and wishes that he could have granted Max's wish to give his father a second chance at life. And somehow... So, sorry, in his sorrow, Kazam became a jinn and therefore is able to do this for Max. Because when you're a jinn, you're able to grant your own wishes. But how did Kazam become a jinn? What happened? 
I've been thinking about this question for the past 15 years since I first watched this movie until now. <laughs> yes. I don't what, understand what how Kazan turned into Zach. a jinn. Maybe, no, maybe there's a listener who can enlighten me, honestly. I'm, I'll read all the stuff because yeah. I, 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 to this day, I'm still confused because Max stirs, he comes back to life and then Shaq starts to celebrate. He's like, yes. And then we get this like horror awful CGI glow. And then he's like, I feel free. And it starts like teleporting away. And then Shaq just, his like head turns into a supernova i guess and then the kid starts floating he like t-poses and then like floats into shack's like big glowing sun head is that the best description of the scene yeah that's wild. it was like the teletubbies opening yes yes except it was like yeah i don't know more like because it was like as if instead of the teletubbies baby in the sky you have like shack's mm-hmm. like head and this like big like ball of fire essentially akiva was kazam a jinn the whole time did he not even realize Ooh. it I don't think so. That, but that would be. I mean, like, how how do you think there's like a a show bible here, like that they're paying attention to the you know the rules from the opening act in the third act, like that you know they don't know what's going on. But yeah, I don't think I he was know. a jinn the whole time. Yeah, I'm I trying don't. to Google how does a genie become a jinn, and all of my results are all about Aladdin. I think we're thinking too deeply into Kazam. This movie, you no, can tell on the writers' route. <laughs> yeah i i don't know but basically the kid like floats into shack's head yeah and then the last thing we see we see the kid like being lifted by his stepdad who's a <laughs> firefighter they mentioned that in a movie and oh. the stepdad is like i make a catch like that you don't even say nice save which i thought <laughs> pretty smooth line from a stepdad after saving him i'll give him because his stepdad yeah, is not step- like they- stepdad comes in chicago fire yeah, they don't paint the stepdad in the best light, but the stepdad is a way better father to oh, this kid than his own father. He's fine, the stepfather. Yeah, and but it's not even I, that the stepdad is good; it's just that the father is like the worst parent ever by far. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, um, one of the things that we forgot to mention about the dad is like uh, in one of the times when the uh, dad is saying like, uh, "Do you know how bad I screwed up my life?" He says to the kid, uh, "Do you know how many cops would love to lock me up?" It's like for, for what? Uh, and then, like, a police officer comes by at the end of the movie. Uh, is, is he some wanted criminal, Akiva? It doesn't make sense, right? It's to- totally unclear. Well, I guess because the whole bootleg mu- music business is so illegal. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, 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 they take him away. It's like they have this you neutral know how many ending. Cops on the bootleg yeah. mixtape beat would love to get a piece of me. It's so strange because like it's like he says goodbye to him and like oh maybe he's good like oh they have like they're going to they're going to have a relationship he's going to be in his life now and the cops take him away. Hmm. Fun fun Shaq fact about cops. Shaq loves cops from a young age cuz he came, yeah. his dad was in the military or stepfather was in the military. Right? Yeah, Sheriff and Shaq, told, he talked about how in the NBA training, he wanted to become a cop so bad, he started like trying to, he hung up a rope from a 20-foot tree, and he could not climb it. When he finally did, he like fell down, like broke his back, and like did a bunch of things. So there are some things even Shaq cannot do. Yeah. He couldn't do some aspects of the police training. Because yeah, I'm not the biggest cop fan myself, but Shaq's like the biggest yeah. celebrity cop stan I know. Also, yeah, he's always been he's always been like fetishizing, you know, being a sheriff and all these things. He's been doing that for like his whole career. He even talks about it extensively in his book. Um, Also, uh, maybe a waste of a wish to maybe expunge dad's criminal record uh, could have been another good wish, uh, because ultimately the police are going to grab dad and uh, dad comes and says to uh, Maxwell before he leaves, like, hey, uh, when I come back, can we go fishing? 
Like, uh, I mean, I'm assuming he's going away for a while, right? Akiva? Yeah, give me another decade. He's going <laughs> yeah. to see his, his son like And his mom's not like going to let him go fishing years. with this guy. Like, he let him get thrown down the thing. Like, everything yeah. bad that happened In to fairness, him was the dad's like, fault. like, Max will be a, you know, uh, an adult of age to make his own decision by the time dad gets out of prison. Yeah, he got like 10 to 15 years. You're probably yeah, right. If, if Max is an adult and wants to reconnect with his horrible father, I'll be shocked, to be honest. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, that's a good point, Akiva. Like, what? His dad is literally the reason that he almost died here, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, say what you want about Kazam. Kazam's not putting this kid in, like, horrible danger. So, uh, we see Travis. He goes off with his uh, mom and stepdad, and everything is uh, going great. And uh, he says, I could really use a hot chocolate. And one just falls from the sky because uh, now Kazam is able to do unlimited wishes. And again, uh, what a waste of Kazam's powers again on a hot chocolate. Yeah, and if the kid is friends with Kazam for the rest of the movie, or like for the rest of his life, then could Kazam not just provide him with like anything he ever wants? Why a hot chocolate? Yeah, uh, that's it. And then uh, and then he's off to go, and now he's just like a regular guy. He's almost he looks seems like he's like a mortal, like uh, in this relationship. He's like in like normal clothes. Yeah, she's like Asia's asking him, "Oh, do you want to get a job?" The the one, by the way, who's declined his advances in every other scene. Yeah, why doesn't he wish movie, for money? Why does he, it's, why, it's almost like he gave up his genie powers. He's like, uh, not that he has unlimited powers. Yeah, and we end with like Shaq walking off into the sunset in his like big old white tank top, <laughs> and Max smiling off into the distance. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this is, I, I feel like, such a weird choice here at the end of the film. We go to the credits. Okay. And this is the song that plays over the credits. Yeah, why, why isn't it? The whole soundtrack should be Shaq music. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I actually Shaq, thought the he should have been, he good. made that as part of his Is he deal. in on the You're remix right. of uh, uh, Groovin' on a Sunday afternoon? Yeah, I don't know why Shaq didn't provide all the music for this. Maybe they like refused. Like they didn't not want a to song about a wish music. or anything. Yeah, weird post credit song choice. <laughs> but I thought overall the soundtrack in the movie was. I, I thought yeah. that might have been one of the higher points of this awful movie. Akiva, did you uh, rank uh, Kazam on IMDb? Uh, I didn't get to yet, but I was going to give it a 4 out of 10. 4 out of really? 10? Really? A 4? Okay. That's higher than I expected. I'd give it like a 2. I mean, it's compared to the other crappy movies. True, true, <laughs> Like, I'm true. not comparing it to There Will Be Blood. You true, know, I'm comparing true, true. To like, and com- relative it's not to the, the crappy- worst movie we've seen, Rob, <laughs> no, I don't no, think. No, no, not. It's not. It's better than Spice World. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least there's a plot here. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Akiva, do you have any questions from the listeners about uh, Kazam? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Jeremy says, Max's mom is way too chill about Max and his dad hanging out after, at the end of the movie, considering the fact that his dad abducted him after school and almost got Max killed twice, once by being thrown in an elevator shaft and again by being trapped in a burning nightclub. Yeah, that listener is 100% correct, honestly. And and we've, we kind of yada yada with the fact he like adopts, abducts Max and his mom's like chasing after them and they just like lock yeah, the mom out and drive away. Yeah, the kid's like, yeah, mom, get out of here. This is nothing Which to do with so you. Which is so crazy to me. Why is the kid mouthing off the mom? The, uh, you look at it from her perspective. She's literally yeah. horrified that you're getting abducted. <laughs> yeah. Another listener question. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, another listener question. Can you guys please come up with a central plot to this movie that would be more compelling than a stolen bootleg concert recording? <laughs> Yeah, literally like, anything. anything. Li- no, literally anything. Facts, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I, this could have been a good movie, honestly. I agree. They, I agree. Not with this kid, but 
like we could have turned this into a into a movie that like people watch with fun. Like I said, Shaq Fu. It's it sells itself. You don't even need to do anything. You just have Shaq mm-hmm. beating people up. You even have just genie Shaq and this kid. Like let's say this kid has a target on his head for whatever reason. It's easy. It writes itself. Like honestly, yeah. I they I feel like the studio and the executives like really drop the ball with this. Like you have Shaq, like Akiva said, at the height of his powers, the most famous that he's ever he'll almost ever be. Like between 1993. And 2000 that's like besides michael jordan shaq's the second most famous basketball player on earth yeah in that time period. um remember michael jordan retires like so this is we didn't really set this age but like michael jordan you know is going to play baseball now this is like space jams coming out that's when they're filming the movie so shaq has become the athlete in the united states probably yeah do you think that any part of the sort of like concept of okay shaq is going to be a genie zach do you think that anything had to do with the fact that he was the uh this main franchise of the Orlando Magic? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, it could be, honestly. Maybe that's why they're like, mm, Shaq like, oh, plays, for, plays the for the Magic. And like, he maybe is that, Magic. That, yeah, maybe that's how this horrible movie came to be. But I think more so, it's like kind of like what you guys said earlier. They're trying to capitalize on the success of Aladdin, I think. that's At least that's a vibe I got from it. Rather okay. than him playing for the magic and being magic. But yeah, and the thing is, like, Shaq is not the, Shaq is a horrible actor, yet he's like the best part of this movie, as crazy as that is to say. Okay. Renappy Gilmore wants to say, Space Jam is getting a remake with LeBron. Who should be the player to remake Kazam? Hmm. Zach, this is for you. Here. Yeah, I think I'd have to, I, Akiva, who would you think? I think Joel Embiid could do it. Embiid would be an interesting choice. Because Embiid's I'd pretty, like, naturally funny. So is Giannis, I'd say, like, Zion Williamson, if he was a little better. He's Right now, he's not as good as we thought. I'm trying. Yeah, like, Zion's just defense ain't holding up mm-hmm. too much. I mean, but the thing with Zion, it's like, yeah, I think he could do it. Joel. Hmm. Maybe Giannis. Maybe Giannis, Giannis becomes Giannis, the guy. Yes, I was but thinking of Giannis. Because well, Giannis is another person who, like, doesn't have the best command of English. But, hey, neither does Shaq, even though he yes. was bored here. It'd be Shaq or Giannis is actually, like, naturally charismatic and pretty funny. Because one hot take I have is I don't think Michael Jordan's a good actor. Honestly, oh. I think Shaq and like LeBron are better actors than Michael Jordan. I think if people actually rewatch Space Jam as an adult, because I've seen Space Jam a hundred times or more, since and my MJ took really that personally. It. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Michael Jordan, amazing basketball player, acting is not really his forte. Because the thing about Shaq compared to like, let's say Kobe, Kobe is the person who's like only focused on basketball, and nothing else. That was his only mind frame. Whereas Shaq, from a young age, him and his stepfather kind of knew he's going to make a lot of money. So they were like, okay, let's focus. Let's have our hands in other cookie jars, basically. So Shaq, like, actually had a concerted effort, hired an acting coach and all mm-hmm. that BS. So I think Shaq is a lot better than other uh, celebrity athletes. And I, oh yeah. And then, um, yeah, that's pretty much, um, it for me, basically. Okay. We can get into the Among Us mailbag if you guys would like. All right. So Akiva, anything else on the Kazam that we need to say before we, uh, take a break and then set up our mailbag? No. Does this make you more or less uh, desirous to watch the film Steel, his other like flop movie? Because Blue Chips was good. Can't be in the crappy movie diaper. Yeah, less interested. I, I like yeah, I watching agree. bad movies. Uh, I don't yeah. want to watch a mediocre movie. Well, you think this was mediocre? No, this was bad. No, no. He's saying this was bad. Oh, you think Steel was mediocre? This was fun to watch because it was bad. Oh, I didn't I know Steel was better I, than I wouldn't want to. I know you gave it a four out of ten, uh, but uh, I four to ten not. as far as bad movies are concerned. I don't think it's four to ten on like the Oscar scale. Yeah, I don't want to watch like a like a like a, a perfectly fine movie. Yeah. Yeah, okay. no, this was terrible. I'm happy we watched this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun podcast though. Honestly, about this bad yeah, movie. I fun to go through it. Um. So, all right. 
last week, Akiva made a wish, and that wish was to have more Among Us in Robin Akiva mm-hmm. Need a Podcast. That's what's coming up next. When we come back, we will get into our Renap mailbag, the Among Us mailbag, where we will meet a big crew on the Skeld, and one person will be an imposter, and we will find out by the end of the show of did the imposter get an idea on the wheel when we come back on Robin Akiva Need a Podcast. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. We are back for Mailbag 116 and a very special mailbag here today. It's the Among Us Mailbag. Uncle Kiwi, are you ready? Yeah, people say I'm not addicted enough to Among Us. I need more of it in my life. You know, seven days a week of playing, getting my son addicted to the point where, like, it's affecting my family life mm-hmm. is not enough. We need to bring it into all of our podcasts. Okay. All right. And uh, still among us, uh, Third Wheel Zach, who we just finished watching all of uh, Kazam with. Zach's a big Among Us guy. Yeah. Well, I got a funny Among Us story, actually, if y'all don't mind. To, uh, Rob, if you don't mind me tell, explain, telling this. So I used to play a bunch with a lot of the poster recast people. I've played with uh, all, all of them, basically. Shout out to everybody I played with back in the day. I've been a lot of very busy. Past Did couple you months. quit? I didn't. I just haven't played in a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I, very, I still like Among Us. It's a fun game. But I messaged Rob two months ago. Like, yo, Rob, you should play with the post recast patrons. I didn't get a response until, <laughs> yes, uh, two days ago on Discord, I got a message from Rob saying, oh, Zach, uh, hit me up. Yeah. I'm not a huge uh, <laughs> Discord guy, guy, but then I go in and I see like, uh, oh, I had a bunch of messages. So let me just go in mm-hmm. and uh, check uh, check what's going on. You're always online a- playing Lego Star Wars. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I get a little uh, overwhelmed with like, uh, oh, wait, now I have like a million things to uh, to check. Uh, That's fair. But- uh, so I yeah I'm up for it. My kids love it. My uh, that my kids are like Akiva. They they can't get enough of the. Uh, yeah, I was Among talking us. to Shaq about Among Us. He said he doesn't like it. I don't know nothing about no Among Us, but I know I'm a monster among men, a man amongst boys. That's what they tell me. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm yeah. excited. I, I know Karen's done a great job here. I'm excited to be kind of a fly on the wall for this Among Us mailbag. So hit me up for anything <laughs> funny you need from me or Shaq. But yeah, I'll more or less keep to myself here. Okay, you guys Akiva, do your thing. You and I had uh, gone back and forth a little bit about uh, how do we pull off an Among Us mailbag? It sounds like a mm-hmm. good idea, but uh, how do we execute it? And so you reached out, or, or I'm not sure, or, or got reached out to by a woman who uh, helped us very recently on the To Tell the Truth game that we played. 
Yeah, um, yeah. I, I actually reached out to KFC to Karen because she did such a good job organizing that, and I figured it is one of these things where we can't really be involved because we sort of then get spoiled by mm-hmm. who's who, so we have to leave it in the hands of a professional. Uh, yeah, and then we we knew we had an idea for an Among Us mailbag, but we didn't know what to do. And a listener named uh, Jane Claire uh, had had a great idea, which was basically to have five people come on, and one of them has the impo- the fake idea. And if that idea gets to the end, that automatically gets on the wheel. So we are, the, the stakes are very high today. We could really be, yeah. we could really, Karen's already like holding her head. I may have said something wrong. I don't know. Karen's going to explain Let's it better bring than in, me. Uh, Karen from Canada is here. Karen, how are you? I am, I am laughing um, because I'm giggling at the imposter idea that I, I like, I know what it is. Okay. So the, the thought of that making the wheel is just really funny to yes. me. And Karen, <laughs> you are missing uh, one, one of her major credentials on her resume that she also played uh, my wife, uh, Nicole Sestrinino, mm-hmm. in Renap the Musical. Award-winning performance. There yes. was no, There was no, like, plays this year. So I do think the Renap Musical is probably going to sweep the Tonys. Mm-hmm. And so uh, would you say you're, I guess, yeah, Nicole, she's probably a uh, best actress. Yeah. And maybe Liana will get supporting actress for being for being my wife. Yeah, we're going to sweep the... I feel like that they were probably both uh, more supporting actresses, I think, in the overall. Like, I don't know if they would be leads in the Rob Nakiva Anita podcast musical. That's a big problem in just in terms of sexism in Hollywood that I think we should get into right now. Yeah. Where it's like, did Renap the musical. Yeah. Akiva, did Renap the musical pass the Bechdel test? Uh, I feel like that the conversation between. I believe. Yeah. Well, I feel like that the conversation between uh, Mara and Leah Mm -hmm. and, and Nicole. Um, yeah. were uh, about their husbands. Did they did they talk about like uh, anything uh, outside yeah. of the podcasting? I, well, I guess it was, mo- but it was about podcasts. So now, is our podcast like a male? Male, basically, is the question. Hmm. Yeah, they're complaining about the podcast. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay, all right. Uh, for the sequel, uh, it should be much more uh, the focused yeah. on Nicole and Mara and what's Shame going on. on you, Jason Curtis Rivera. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. I think Karen should explain the rules here so everyone knows what we're about to do. Yeah, I would love to. So this is the Among Us mailbag game. Okay. And I have brought in a crew of five crewmates and each of them have brought their best Renap pitch, except one of them is an imposter. So, Robin Akiva, your goal is to eliminate the imposter by the end of this Among Us mailbag game. Okay. And I'm going to ask, yes. So, I'm going to ask each crewmate to reveal to reveal information about their Renat pitch in stages. So, at each stage, um, Robin Akiva, you will have to eliminate one crewmate to the point that you have two crewmates at the end remaining. And at that point, you'll choose which idea you think would be potentially best for the wheel. Yeah. Akiva, okay. should we assume that all the listeners know what Among Us is? I don't think you need to at all. Like, I didn't pick. Do you want to give Karen it sort of just she, like the quick like elevator yeah. pitch for anybody who's like, wait, what is this game? Yeah. So basically, Among Us is a game. Well, Puya, why don't you explain what Among Us is? You, this is, you, you could probably do this better than me. Puya's name is everybody. Oh, hello, hello, everyone. Yeah, I don't know. I was, I was just watching TV, and then I just transported over here. I think someone said "Among Us" in the mirror three times, and I showed up. Um, but no, basically, the way the game the works is there are typically a couple imposters among us. I think in this instance, I believe there's one. But the goal of the game is there are crewmates and there are imposters, and 
crewmates have to find out who the imposter is, and the imposter has to be the last one standing. So in this instance, by the sounds of it, all of that pressure is on just Robin Akiva to figure this out and map their way as we uh, go through this yeah. fun adventure today. Social deduction, not unlike Mafia. One person is trying to trick us into putting a bad idea on the wheel, and we will need to figure out who it is. Now, also, is everybody that's participating, are they going to be also be trying to uh, do tasks? Do Akiva and I need to assign tasks to the crew to be also trying mm-hmm. to be doing simultaneously while we're asking questions? What's your favorite Among Us task, Rob? Oh, there's so many. Uh, <laughs> I love fixing the wires. Love I love the wires. Uh, sucking up the leaves. Mm-hmm. So many fun I, ones. I, I like I like the trash. I do like doing the trash. I feel, I feel like that feels good, like you're accomplishing something. Yeah. I know you had said that your favorite is the vending machine. Oh, yeah, that's true. The ven- Yeah, but I was thinking scaled like classic. But yes, the vending machine is the best one. That's a, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. the vending machine task. Okay. All right. Karen, do you want to introduce uh, the crew to the audience? Absolutely. Uh, this is our crew. So first, I would like to introduce Stephanie. Stephanie, hello. Hello, how are you? Uh, well, we're very excited to have you. Uh, next, we have the one and only Shrek Up Tim. Or Sus Up Tim. <laughs> hello, I am the uh, Lime Green crewmate. Yes. Shrek Green. Shrek Green crewmate. Yes, Tim. Uh, you know, yes, yeah, so nice to have you back with us. Two weeks in a row. Have you ever done back to back weeks on Renap? Never. Nope. Okay, <laughs> that's for sure. Rob, you know, sometimes uh, Shrek up Tim will post just the room code to Among Us on Twitter and play with just ten people who follow him and 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 join the room. Oh, that's yes. nice. Very nice that you play with your followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would say fans. Yes, his fans. 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 Yeah. And his yeah, mostly it's my, uh, yeah, it's my daughter and my mom and my brother, and then we try to get other people. So, do, oh, so who's the one I called a dummy last time? Was it your mom, your daughter, or your mm-hmm. brother? <laughs> Probably my mom. She's very bad at among okay. us. She just yeah. like runs in circles. Yeah, that, that's not a bad idea because uh, my uh, seven year old is like, Dad, oh, we should play with uh, me and you and Anthony. I'm like, all right, well, that's three. We don't have any. We don't have enough people. <laughs> yeah, family's not big enough. That's why I keep having more kids. Just eventually, I'm going to get a whole room. Right, <laughs> right. Just so I ate. I yeah, and I know uh, people are always playing games, but I don't want to subject like other adults to have to. But if they like show up to the one of these games that uh, that we that we started, then that's their loss. My son, yeah, my son sometimes will start a game with me and the and our, our three year old, and then the fourth person is just completely screwed when they come in because he's going to call he, if he sees none of us are the imposters, he's going to call a meeting and vote them out. Like they're they're out of luck, basically. That person, there's no mm-hmm. way for them to win. Yeah, it, it was kind of traumatic. I did watch uh, Akiva murder my daughter in front of me uh, in cold blood. <laughs> it was it was pretty brutal. Should we move on to the next? Yeah. Guest? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So next we have Puya. You've heard from him already. Yes. How are you, Puya? I'm doing well. I'm happy to be a part of this, and um, yeah, I'm here to. I'm here for the Akiva flexing his Among Us knowledge whenever he can. So. Uh, Keep swinging, Akiva. I love it. Yes, I didn't. Uh, I didn't even mention Rob. I got a. I got a triple kill. Really, probably the highlight of my entire twenty twenty. Yes, uh, Akiva. I, I really enjoyed recently when mm-hmm. uh, I think it must have been uh, during uh, uh, for Noam's birthday when uh, we were playing Among Us, and you were talking about how you go on just by yourself and play Among Us with strangers as your name, Mister Goaty Claws. 
yeah, then you totally also have like like canned material that you do, like uh, mm-hmm. that you have like you're like George going to see the movie over and over mm-hmm. again and saying like he knows like when to say yell out the jokes and uh, yeah. that you say like uh, that's why they call me Goaty Claws and it gets like a mm-hmm. big reaction. Well, I I did switch from Goaty Claws to the Goat because yeah because. <laughs> It's unrealistic that people would just make up goatee claws, but yeah, I'll win as the goat. I play in a in a, a ten person room where there's one imposter because that's really if you want to flex your imposter skills, that's where to go. You have to be the only imposter and win a nine v one. And so I, I so I do that, and I'll and listen. I don't want to brag. My winning percentage in public games a lot higher than when I play with actual people. Um, and so yeah, I, I'll win, and I'll say that's why they call me the goat. And sometimes it'll be like. You suck. Get him out of here. And sometimes they'll be laughing. <laughs> Have you considered using George's actual line from the movie just after you do a kill? Like, uh, that's gotta hurt. That's gotta hurt. That's not bad. That, that, <laughs> I'll try that next time. Next yeah. time someone gets chopped. Too bad you can't like, bring like a laser pointer into the game also. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, and Puya uh, can't have a Among Us uh, mm-hmm. mailbag without Puya, who uh, hosts weekly Among Us streams on his Twitch channel. We have fun. We have fun on over on the Twitch channel with Among Us. And of course, if anything Among Us happens, I'm there. I, like you call me and I'm there in a second. Rob, if you need, if you want to add people to your lobby with the, with your children, I am there. I might mm-hmm. not be as gifted as Akiva might be, but I'll be there. I'll show up. Go to class. Yeah. All right. So we have two more uh, Among Us. So first we have Megan, the librarian. Megan, the oh. librarian. Hello. Is here. here. Yes. I feel like I've been on Renap before, but I never have. Yes. So this is okay. exciting. All this right. feels familiar. That's great. I'm <laughs> I'm really I'm glad that you feel at home. And finally we have Dan. No dice, Dan. I, I, heard, I heard you were playing uh, Among Us, and if you were playing a social deduction game with a Renap theme, I knew I had to be there. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Dan is the creator of. He's created his own game called Wheel Jam Akiva, which uh, Dan is waiting patiently for Wheel Jam to be added. Maybe that's what we'll hear about today. We could talk about Wheel Jam. That would be funny if he's pitching Wheel Jam, and then is it the imposter ID he's trying to sneak through, or is it the real idea? We'll find out. Okay. All right. So, Karen, how will this work? All right. So. Did I already explain how this is going to work? Basically, did I summarize it at the beginning? No, I, Very I, briefly. I lost all concept of what, how many times I've explained this. This is sus. Karen is the imposter. Did I explain this? I brought in five crewmates and they're going to explain, they're going to pitch their ideas in stages? Yeah, in yeah. stages. Well, okay, what will the so first stage be? Okay, we're just going to get started. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Stephanie, Tim, Puya, Megan, and Dan are going to enter stage one of the game. And so, at this point, they will each announce the title of their Renap episode idea. And um, so, let's just get started with that. And then okay. I'll tell you when it's time to eliminate one of them. Great. So, Stephanie, please tell us the title of your Renap episode idea. Yeah, also, can we say hello to Stephanie for a minute? We just, we just got oh, Stephanie's, uh, like, uh, this is Stephanie. And uh, Stephanie, so, so nice to have you here uh, with us. Uh, Stephanie, I, I didn't know you were, uh, are you a, a big Renap person? Yes, I am. I listen. I'm a, I'm a little bit behind, but um, yeah, I listen to every episode. How many episodes behind? Like 112? <laughs> I think I'm in like October. I think I'm back to like October episodes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Quarantine got super busy for me. Yeah. So I, I'm a little backlogged on. Uh, so, Rob, are you trying to suss out already that maybe she's the imposter? Maybe she's like the invited <laughs> guest and didn't pitch her own idea? No, no. I'm just curious okay. to know. All right, fine. Yeah. 
All right, Stephanie, what's the idea called? All right, so my uh, podcast idea title is Robin Akiva Make-A-Wish. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, we have already your right luck because we are yeah. locked in on uh, what to do and not to do on making uh, making a wish. We're not going to wish for you know junk food to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no world peace because I no no uh, ending world hunger because world peace hopefully will take care of that. Yeah, so we get in the third wish. That's the Mets and the Jets winning championships. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we're not wishing for everybody to fall in love with us either. No, no, absolutely <laughs> okay. not. So, Robin Akiva. Make a wish. Make a wish. All right. So far, that sounds good. Who's up next, KFC? So, Tim, please announce the title of your idea. Oh, no. The Fab Four, Sex and a Kiwi. Oh, my. <laughs> I mean, like, that's never going to be the title of an episode. <laughs> uh, this is a great title for a good episode. Yeah. And it's not sex in a Kiwi. Oh, uh, it's no. sex and a kiwi. Who calls me a kiwi? <laughs> Nobody calls me a kiwi. Yeah, can yeah. I interject here? What's go? I just sometimes like I listen to a lot of Renap, and Tim is always one of the most dynamic mm-hmm. Ron and Akiva Nita yes. podcast personalities. Yes. Sometimes I wonder what's going on in his head. Like this is a match yeah. for the family. Yeah. What is, yeah. I, love, I love Tim. Don't get me wrong. I'm not insulting mm-hmm. him. He has I, a I master's wonder, degree. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. How you, you love him. He's just like you're a little. How did you come up with this? Is my thing. But mm-hmm. I'll let him explain my apologies. Yes. I'll put myself back on me. Okay. All right. Wait. So I have to explain how my brain works? No. Yeah. That's no, no, maybe not necessary. We're, we're only in stage one. So not, let's, no. let's keep brain going. Works not necessary. The final two. I, I do want yeah. to talk. Get to talk about the uh, new uh, Sex in the City movie oh, that's sure. coming out. But hopefully, we'll get to talk about yeah. that uh, as we go along here. Right. So, uh, Puya, please announce your idea. Robin Akiva get audacious. Okay. Are we? I wonder. Are we allowed to change the name of an idea if, like, we like the idea but we don't love the name, Rob? What do you think? Uh, I'm not sure. I also. What are we committing to here, Karen? Because we're committing to if the imposter idea wins, then it gets on the wheel. But I mean, that's if, what Jane Claire said. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. if the winning idea is good, do we have to put it on the wheel? I think we don't. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's about the imposter idea. I gave you an out. I said. Mm-hmm. At the end, you will choose which idea you think would be potentially best for okay. the wheel. I'd say worst case yeah. scenario, we'll put it in the wheel waiting room if we're not willing and, to put it on the wheel. Yet. Right. We should and put so it on the wheel. If it's a bad idea, yeah. you lose the game. Akiva, That's really what, what, yeah, what are we doing here? Like, we can't have like big, uh, like uh, have this have some stakes here. Like, uh, we have, we have stakes. You the did stakes agree to play. The terrible it. idea is going to go on the wheel. What if it's well, like? But Akiva, how, that we're doing the eliminating. So if it's, I don't. Mm-hmm. This is what I've said about this. If it's a terrible idea, how did we pick it to like? Okay. This should go on, and then they tell us like, "Oh, actually, you just picked the terrible idea." Yeah, like, okay, well, we liked it enough to keep it for five rounds. And there's thirty people. Like one of them, you have things in place to nix the idea if you need to. Okay, Cynthia nix the idea. You have worked so hard, like the (laughs) constitution, blah blah blah. So. Let's just play the game and see if you win or lose. But unless yeah. there's like, you're okay, so good at Among Us. Yeah, yeah, I mean, five, you're the goatee claws. Right? There's five. There's um, five people. There's five people. Normally, we'll. It, it takes like fifty ideas to get yeah. one on the wheel, minimum. Now um, we're saying one in yeah. five is automatically going on, and one I is trying. But, to but I, 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 Akiva, what, what are you worried? If we like the idea enough to get it through, like unless there's like a twist where it's like, uh-huh. oh yeah, you picked uh, sex in a kiwi, but actually uh, uh-huh. you thought it was sex in a kiwi, but uh, actually it's uh, your uh, parlor posts are trash. 
Oh, no. Like, oh, <laughs> like, but, can, right? There's no I twist at the rule? end, right? Can I, can I add one more rule? Uh, if, if you already imp- saw the rules before this. If the imposter gets on the wheel and we v- use a veto, that wheel, that idea does not come back. Meaning if we veto it, it's dead. Is that fair? What do you think, Rob? Fine. Okay. Fine. All right, I'm happy. I'm not worried about this. If we liked it enough, uh-huh. if we liked it enough to put it on the wheel after five rounds of hearing about it, why are mm-hmm. we going to veto it? All right. Well, like maybe you're a better maybe, crewmate than I maybe am. Maybe all the ideas are terrible, get- perhaps, and there's nothing mm-hmm. usable here, but uh, that like, at least like there's no stakes if it doesn't go on the wheel. You sound like me now about the stakes. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's, all right. Oh, what's the next idea? I'm already, I'm already having fun, KFC. Okay, I'm glad you're having fun. That's that's why it's a, called a game. So, uh, Megan, it's your turn to pitch or uh, announce the title of your okay. idea. Megan, the librarian, is here. Yes. Okay, my idea is called Robin Akiva Learn About Libraries. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. I did mention I watched like a four hour library documentary. Um, I've been meaning to uh, watch that. Actually. Yeah, I didn't, Rob, I didn't get more than like 45 minutes in. It was kind of boring. Oh, really? But, um, you don't say? Yeah, I thought it would be hey, great. Hey. I do like the library. <laughs> Megan, you, you will maybe get a chance. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you're worried about it being cut, probably should have chosen a different title. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yes, but, uh, okay. Let's, let's hear what Dan's title was. Okay. Or is. See, this is Wheel Jam. Uh, it is not Wheel Jam. My title is Rob and Akiva AMA, but that. AMA, but? That. Ask me anything but that. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. We're going to get meatloaf in, in <laughs> involved. All right. So to, to, to go over them again, you want to say them again, Karen? What the ideas are? I'll let Rob say because yeah. he's been writing them down. Yeah. Rob and Akiva oh, make a wish. Uh, okay. uh, the, the Fab Four, Sex and Akivi. Uh, <laughs> Rob and Akiva get audacious. Rob and Akiva learn about libraries. And uh, Rob and Akiva AMA, but that. Now, we don't have to do an elimination yet, right, Karen? Are we doing yes, like. We do. Oh, we, we do. do. Yes, we do. We're eliminating an idea. Yep. Yeah. And so the crewmates had okay. to work very hard uh, Akiva, to keep it. I, I move to skip the vote. <laughs> you, I don't think you can skip a vote. Why can't I? <laughs> That's not the uh, I don't think you can. Oh, and then I guess it's not like Among Us. Okay. No, you don't. You don't skip at five. Well, if there's two imposters, certainly you can't skip mm-hmm. at five. Are there two imposters? No, I believe there's one. Okay. The person that you cut, they will still be able to reveal their pitch at the end. Okay. So here's what I think. So I, I think that the imposter is going to give us a title that sounds the most innocuous here. Yeah. Uh, so, I agree. Like I feel like just like off the bat. Uh, the Fab Four Sex and a Kiwi, I do not think is the imposter yeah. pitch. And it's hard to tell the difference between a bad shut up Tim <laughs> idea and a good one also. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like that, um, you know, uh, Robin Kiwi Get Audacious sounds like uh, benign. It sounds fine. Uh, Robin mm-hmm. Kiwi Make a Wish also sounds, sounds fine. I feel like those are my two front runners right now for the imposter pitch. Ah, but, but, but also, like at this rate, at this stage, probably the best idea is the idea that might sound the right. Might like it's either the imposter idea or the best podcast possible. Hmm. You know what I mean? We could be voting out the winning podcast idea. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any feelings on this, Akiva? 
I don't think the library is the is the imposter pitch, but I also like don't see a way how that becomes the one we want to choose. Hmm. Are there no any other types of libraries? Um, Robin, he even mm-hmm. learned about libraries. Like, is there a different type of library that might be more like a riveting to the audience? But I, 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 mm-hmm. I think you're right. But there's no way that's the imposter. That's the problem. Uh, but now again, like that could be worse. No offense, Megan. Yeah. We like you, Megan. Is, are we allowed to talk worse. to Megan? Yeah, uh, no, I don't think we're allowed to talk right now. I think mm. we're we're so, voting on the first one solely on the name of the title. Yeah, I think you're right. Robin Akiva learn about libraries, even if it is a great episode. I think a mm-hmm. lot of people might not just hit. But what play. if it's like musical libraries, and we're like getting a Britney Spears expert to tell us about Britney Spears? That could be fun. Why would it be called Robin Akiva uh, learn about libraries then? I don't know. They're trying to trick us. That's the whole game. Yeah. Are there like, sabotages allowed, Karen? Are like, they I think that one would be thing? called like, oops, Robin yeah, Akiva did it again. Yeah, that would be it. That's a good, by the way, we should, we should pitch that. That's good. What's up, KFC? I was going to say at stage three, there will be an elimination by the imposter and not mm-hmm. you. Interesting. Okay. If they're alive yeah. still, right? Nope. Even if they're not alive because the game's still not alive. Confusing. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, my That's God. Wild. Okay. I made that rule. <laughs> okay. And what is the, the imposter trying to take the best idea off the board then at that point? It's up to them. Okay. Yeah, that's wow. We're giving you a lot. Who right. ever explain what the imposter is thinking? Yeah. Okay. Um, Who do you think? How about this? Of the five people, so we have Megan, the librarian. We got Stephanie. Yeah. We have No Dice Dan. Yeah. We got Puya, and we have Shrek up Tim. Suss up Tim. Suss up Tim. Who do you think is most likely, knowing nothing else, to be the imposter? Yeah, I think like, that, I think it would be too on the nose to have Puya as the imposter, maybe. Or sus up Tim. Yeah, I feel, or sus I up feel Tim. like yeah. Does the game end automatically, oh, Karen, Puya. if we get the imposter? No. It doesn't, hmm. it okay. doesn't end, but 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 the impo- but like we have won. We have still we have won the game, right? Okay. Yes. We, yeah. But you won't know till the end. I wanna see uh the people, even if there's no imposter at stage three, I wanna see who they think is the imposter, because they don't yeah. know. Puya's got like crazy tech stuff behind them, Rob. I don't know if you saw that, but like when we made a joke, he had like the whole imposter screen flash behind him. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what Puya does. I know. Listen, but as someone who this is a professional turn, who needs Puya to explain to like how to turn computer every week to play Among Us, like it's impressive to me. <laughs> yeah, he's got backgrounds um, for days. Yeah, uh, let me. Here's the thing, Stephanie. I feel like like I know Dan is you know Puya's been on the show a million times. Uh, Megan's been with us before. Shut up, Tim's been with us before. Dan is a, is a is a is a known quantity in these parts. I I know Stephanie, but I don't. I I didn't know that she was like a big Grenap fan mm-hmm. who would just like fill out a form. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think she's most likely sight unseen to be to be the imposter. But what was your idea, Stephanie? Robin can make wish. You're, you're getting too much into the psychology of who would be the imposter. Yeah, like, Let's just like focus the on the idea. Wish idea. Yeah. I like the make a wish idea. Keep it. And I, I think we're, we're we're on the same page on the like. I think that on both counts, Robin Key will learn about libraries. I don't think is uh, with all due respect to Megan the Librarian. It is not a sexy title of mm-hmm. Robin. Uh, Robin. What Akiva. if it's a sexy librarian? I believe the uh, correct term is a naughty librarian. A naughty librarian. <laughs> is that? Uh, okay. Can Megan give me a thumbs up or thumbs down for that? Thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So, you want to vote out Megan, who is almost certainly not the imposter? That's our move right now. Yeah, and I feel like that uh, making Megan the librarian the imposter. Also, I, I could see that being like, oh, they won't suspect Megan the mm-hmm. librarian. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So, uh, so are we in gre- agreement here? We're going to vote out Megan the Librarian. Yes. All right. Sorry, Megan. Can I talk? Can you give this? a screen of someone like floating away? <laughs> yeah. So, Megan, you can pitch your whole idea at the end. Oh, at the end. Feel, okay. Yeah. Feel free to have any last words if you if you had anything Megan to say. Well, I I I've play tested Wheel Jam for Dan twice, and both times I was playing as Ops, and I got made right away. So. I have a bad history with these games. Okay. All right. right. So we're moving on to stage two. Do we find out if we voted out the imposter or no? Nope. Oh, wow, Rob. We don't know if we're right. We don't know. I guess guess in a a grown-up game, you don't know either, right? It just says, was Mm -hmm. a Jack. Right. This is the... So uh, really, we're just trying to figure out the best idea here. I mean, there's really no incentive like to be guessing like imposter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is just a fun way to, you know, package the mailbag. Yeah, what's the best episode? Exactly. So now each crewmate, um, I'm going to ask you to reiterate the title and t- um, tack on the name of the potential guest of your podcast idea. So, for example, the guest for season three, episode seven of Arthur will be Craigslist Carl or whatever you want to, whoever it would be. OK, so I'm going to have Stephanie go first. Um, all right. So my podcast idea was Robin Akiva Make a Wish with guest Touchdown Tommy. OK, OK. Touchdown Tommy. And so, Tim, tell us about your podcast and guest. The Fab Four, Sex and Akivi with <laughs> Kirsten McKinnis. Okay. Okay. Kirsten is, I'm like violently throwing up right now, also. <laughs> Why? Does she not like uh, Sex and uh, the City? Well, I think just like my name being in there is, is like a weird. I don't know. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, Puya, it's your turn. Robin Akiva get audacious with two to three guests of their own choosing. Okay. okay. All right. We're allowed to pick our own guests there. Yes. All right. And Dan, it's your turn. Rob and Akiva AMA, but that with guest Kirsten McKennis, if not available, a Kirsten McKennis type. A Kirsten McKennis type. <laughs> That's Kirsten's the casting call we, we put we out for Kirsten. a lot of these. Um, are we allowed to ask Zach for his thoughts, or are we yeah, in yeah, our own Zach bubble? Was on our team. Zach was yeah. on our team. We could ask that. Third wheel, third wheel Zach. I mean, yeah, okay. I, yeah I just thought I'm, I'm still... did, Zach, did we make the wrong move in the first round voting Megan the librarian? I wanted to hear more of the pitch. I think it was about title is the sad part. I think that's where Megan got lost because I don't know. I, I was talking to the chat. I like libraries. I like libraries mm-hmm. I don't know, I with them. Yeah. But the issue is, yeah, I can see why that title would turn you off. I also don't think Megan was the imposter. I don't know who it was. Honestly, I'm still hung up on sex and a, the fab for sex and a key. <laughs> I guess it's sex in the city. Yeah, right? I have no yeah. idea what that even means, honestly. So I'm kind of like morbidly yeah. curious we, about shut, shut up, Tim. Is he is the new Kim Cattrall? Yeah, maybe? Well, hold on. Can I can can I get just get the punctuation? Is it the Fab Four colon sex and the Kiwi, or is it the Fab Four comma sex and the Kiwi? I, I'd like to know this too, so I'll, I'm very. Oh yeah, there's a colon involved. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. And okay. then to me, Puya seems so ambiguous. But like you guys, I think it would be too on the nose to have him as the imposter. Mm-hmm. But Rob and Akiva get audacious with three guests of your choice. I don't know. That's yeah. kinda, I know Puya is a master a game vague, player. Right? <sighs> I've watched some of his Among Us Twitch streams. It is too vague. I don't mm-hmm. know. Whereas, like Dan, Stephanie, also Puya, do your tasks. <laughs> those ideas were more okay. like put together. Right. I think just based um, on the title. So I don't know. That's all right, Akiva, any any thoughts on the new information that we heard? 
Okay, so Stephanie pitched touchdown Tommy. Who knew? Mm-hmm. A touchdown Tommy who was on the uh, Renap Celebrity episode. Um, and maybe one day we'll be involved in D and didn't. I didn't post that poll this week. I saw post show recaps playing D and Let's let's see what people say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have no dice Dan, whose pitch is Kirsten McGinnis or Kirsten McGinnis type. There, mm-hmm. There's no way to replace Kirsten. I don't know how you do that. Mm-hmm. Shut up, Tim is with who? Who's his? Who's his guest? Uh, it was Kirsten McInnes, a actual Kirsten McInnes. Oh, okay. So there's two people pitching Kirsten McInnes, well, and then Puya. Yeah. Well, no yeah. dice Dan pitched Kirsten McInnes, or in, in lieu of Kirsten yeah. McInnes, a Kirsten McInnes type. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, could you say the name of Kirsten McInnes type, as, but Rob as opposed will to a it Mike Bloom so type? Doesn't get yeah. mad. <laughs> Um, and then, um, and then Puya's put, no, don't say it then. And then Puya's pitching no guest. I, I don't have a feel here. Hmm. So the Puya idea is to me, it's just, it, it's, it's vague. And, and then on, on top of vague, we got another side of vague. So mm-hmm. yeah. like, I feel like that the other shoe could still drop on the Puya idea where I agree we're, we're audacious. We have two to three like mystery uh, or uh, like un, unnamed guests. I feel like that there's a lot of room for something bad to still happen there. Yeah, I don't I don't dislike Dan's AMA idea if it's like pretty basic AMA. But it's not. A, it's, it, but it's not an, a basic AMA. It's AMA, but that it's like what is the the like uh, if we could ask you any anything and and we're getting into the but that's what are the things you don't yeah. want to talk about? True, true. But the probing Kirsten like, McInnes type. Yeah, is it like a love type of love cast type of thing? Maybe, but that's. I mean, that's not like a disastrous idea. I don't hate Shut Up Tim's idea if it's going to be like a Sex in the City rewatch or something. Obviously, the name needs a punch up, but I don't mm-hmm. hate that. To me, it's between voting out Stephanie and Puya. Mm-hmm. Because I well, just why think, Stephanie? Why? Because you think she's would be a good imposter? No, I I don't think I do think she'd be a a, a logical imposter, but also, um, I don't get where she's going for what's her, what's the name again? Robin, even make a wish. Make a wish. Why are we making wishes with Touchdown Tommy? Hmm. So. Yeah, why would Touchdown Tommy be uh, involved in making uh, in us making a wish? That's a very specific guest for that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was recently pitched as a dungeon master. Dungeon uh, master. Could this be yeah. a backdoor into the world of Dungeons and Dragons, which you have said repeatedly you do not want to go into? Right. But why so would why would Make a Wish be a Dungeons and Dragons episode? I don't know, but I don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. Wishing might be like the most basic part of Dungeons. You know, there's genies and there's lots of things. Spoiler alert, it's not the biggest part of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, is that coming out here with uh, D&D knowledge? I mean, I I don't know too much. Who would you eliminate now, Zach? Uh, I think it's between, I'm debating between Stephanie and Puya as well. Stephanie's the thing is, it's like, I don't know the connection between Stephanie and Touchdown Tommy. Maybe Touchdown mm-hmm. Tommy and Stephanie are best friends, and she's it actually trying to get her friend on the show. Yeah. I, I don't know. Whereas Puya's even friend. now, like everyone else, their idea is a little bit fleshed out. Whereas the audacious and the three guests, I don't know. It's like, like Rob said, it's vague on top of vague. So <laughs> yeah. I love Puya. I watch his stream. He's a homie. Me and him have chatted offline before, but he's the person I would be like, I would consider eliminating here. Also, Even like I don't think it's on the nose to have him as an imposter. But continue, Kiva. I don't know, I, Robert. You're you're definitely leaning towards Puya. I just think that. I mean, I, we don't know anything about audacious means. Like wish, maybe we're granting wishes to the audience. Like, 
I, if I had to like, no, we're making two, like, a wish. We're not granting we're a, wish. a wish. Yeah. Are, we, are we making rather, a wish for a listener? Maybe, maybe we're making wishes for listeners. Hmm. I hope uh, they wish for dumb things like the kid in Kazam. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of junk food. Um. <laughs> hope somebody wishes you, for laughing. Do you want to do you want to vote Puyo or Stephanie here? Hmm. I'm just nervous about what Puya's idea will go on to be of us I becoming know. audacious. Like, it's what, so vague. like what could it's that possibly mean if we get audacious? If Puya's the imposter, like, we're going to feel are, very stupid are, for letting Are we it get having far. auditions for something? Are we mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, what, like what would that mean if we're being audacious? If it was more specific, personally, I would lean towards keeping Puya. But it's just, especially relative to every other idea, it's just so I feel like all of them are more specific. But who knows? Maybe the making a wish something could be, I don't know, Fab Four and mm-hmm. Sex and Akivi. Who the hell knows what that is? It still needs yeah. more information as well. So it's not like, it's a tough decision for you guys to make. I understand why you're taking your time mulling it over. <laughs> I, okay. I don't know who I would go with. Alright. Uh, we're about to lose a good idea also, because the imposter is going to chop someone probably the idea we should actually have lied and said which idea we like the most because the imposter especially if it's puya and we vote him out he's gonna he's gonna be you know he, he might be mad at yeah. us and take, take take a swipe at the best idea yeah no it I is would, i would try to give the benefit of doubt to the imposter that they would probably oh, try to keep so that's ideas. like something the imposter would say karen give the yeah, right the so I think it's uh, also side note i think it's funny that you're trying to go into the meta of who would be a good you should be thinking about who does Karen think would make a good? That's imposter? what I am you thinking. You want to get into the meta of no, it because I'm the one who chose who was going to be yeah, what. True. But uh, you know, I think we should trust that the imposter will try to keep good ideas in. Yes, That's and also I mean. we should just be trying to figure out what will be the best episode for the wheel. Yeah. So yes, okay. yeah. With, with that in mind, I feel like um, Rob, Rob Nikita get audacious uh, does not sound like it's going to be the biggest hit mm-hmm. when it drops I in the agree. podcast feed. It's very generic. It's very generic. Yeah. All right. Let's let's vote out Puya. Okay. Puya is Sometimes not a game. Sometimes I vote out Puya. Here, oh, I, I was gonna serenade Puya as Shrek. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm gonna cut this out of syndication. <laughs> no, true. <laughs> I don't think All I right, need so, to say anything more. I think I got a good right, send we're, off. There. We're we're down. We're down to Dan, Stephanie, and and uh, and Shrek up Tim. I cannot believe we've left Shut Up Tim in this long. We're gonna regret that. <laughs> and now, uh, Karen, are they silently letting you know who they are? Who they are? Um, um, shopping? Yeah. So at well, at this point, this is what's going to happen. So yes. each member, including the imposter, who will not reveal themselves, will briefly pitch their idea in two sentences or less. And then the remaining crew, Wait, like even if the imposter is eliminated, pardon me, oh, we're going to hear about pitches from the ideas that are eliminated. No, we're still we're only going to p- hear from the, p- the okay. So it's pa- we might have eliminated the, the imposter. Pardon me, we might have eliminated the well, imposter. I, we don't know. Okay, and so that's I'm just I'm just saying. Okay, this is what I wrote down. Okay, <laughs> got is, it. This is pre-written. I, I'm not saying that the imposter is here or not. So. Each member, including the imposter, who like, like and who is it still in the game, will briefly pitch their idea in two sentences or less. And the remaining crewmates who are still in the game will voice their opinions of who they think the imposter is, uh, if they think it's among them or not. And after 90 seconds, I will get everyone to turn off their cameras, and the imposter will tell me which crewmate has been removed from the game. 
Oh, so they don't know, Karen. They don't know who the imposter is. They have no idea. Rob, that's cool. I didn't know. Well, that was the twist. I I added that myself. That's very cool. Because I wanted there to be a little drama because that's how Mm -hmm. I do it. That's how Karen rolls. (laughs) That's how I roll. So I will allow Stephanie uh, to pitch her idea in two sentences or less. Go ahead. All right. So my idea is that um, listeners submit their Renap wishes and then Robin Akiva help grant those wishes. Okay. All right. And now it's Tim's turn to explain his idea in two sentences or less. Rob Akiva and Kirsten are given a list of famous groups of four people and then must sort the individual group members into their sex and the city roles. Who is the Carrie? Miranda. Uh, Charlotte. And of course, who is the Samantha? Okay. <laughs> Sounds like more of a 32 fans idea. <laughs> Chester Big and, Sex and the, the City Guy? I don't know. That's a good question. And Dan, what's Dan's uh, two, two it, cents? Yes, pitch? it's Dan's turn. Rob and Akiva take turns spinning a wheel of listener-submitted AMA-type questions. 60% are personal and 40% interesting, but most likely not embarrassing, which they must answer to earn points. Winner gets to bleep out one of their answers. Can I have a fourth sentence? No. And what I meant by get to the next stage, you can say more. Okay. Say. Dan really does not want to be voted out. Hmm. All right. I do like the AMA. I hate the point scoring in the AMA, mm-hmm. Rob. Like mm-hmm. that turns me off from it. I do like the AMA. Uh do you want to grant wishes to the listeners? Well, I don't want to say. I don't want to say before uh, the imposter yeah, is listening. That's true. So Dan, that's true. Dan's idea must be real, right? He has a wheel jamming app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Dan sounded the real. Yeah, he he was defending the fact mm-hmm. that the Chris McKinnis type, like the world's not voting now. Zach, the, the imposter's voting, so I think we should we shouldn't give them any any ammo. Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind. Well, I mean, Dan is definitely the imposter. Don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm saying, but <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, did that scare you more? Does that make you want to do the idea more or less that we're deciding who in every group of four is the Samantha, the Carrie, the other? Less. I'm so disappointed that idea. I don't know. I expected more from that because <laughs> I feel like even if that is a real idea, then I feel like that would be something maybe only Tim would really want to listen to. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, funny. it's more of a segment. What do you think, yeah. Rob? It's um, more of a segment than a full could episode. Could be more in the yeah. variety pack. Uh, wait, Zach, mm-hmm. what were you hoping it was? I don't know. Fab Four. I don't know. It sounded like a movie title almost. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know what I was hoping for. I just, I, my mind was open to anything, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad don't we didn't have to if, watch if like, either of just, the Sex in the City movies. Yeah, if I'm just looking at this as just a wheel idea, like, would I be excited if this popped up or not? I'm leaning towards the not excited for that after hearing the two-word sentence pitch. Okay. But who knows? I mean, I'm sure Shut Up Tim had a whole dissertation written about this idea, so probably <laughs> okay. had more to add on to it. All right. And then, and then Stephanie's Make-A-Wish idea, I feel like that also, like, again, sounded pretty, like, normal to me. I think that sounded like an actual wheel idea. So I'm not sure if you guys already got the imposter, who it is. Honestly, I'm kind of lost. All right. Karen. So, uh, will the crewmates vote now? Yes. So, well, first, I want the crewmates to discuss amongst themselves. There's what three remaining? Mm-hmm. I want them to decide who who is the sus one. 
Okay, so they they're having that chat offline of uh They're going to no they're, they're going to have it, it online oh, right okay. now. I'm going to give them 90 seconds. Okay, great. Which will be here. Great. And so you have uh, I'm going to put 90 seconds on the clock. Okay? Mm-hmm. And uh you can unmute if you're still in the game and start talking about who you think is sus. Dan Dan, it's Stephanie. I have med scam. Come watch me scan after this no. round. Um, uh, Stephanie for sure is the fake idea. That's how do you? Not, how do you is know? That is not true. <laughs> do, I'm always so Dan. Uh, I I believe that Dan, you are a crewmate also, like I am. I do not believe in Stephanie's. Uh, so it, you know, obviously, it's got to be her because it's not me. I am crew. I have played Among Us with him before, and he sounds very sus. This is my voice. I I sound <laughs> all the time. How I mean, come on, think about the meta. How basic would it be to make the bad idea guy the the imposter? That is true. So then maybe it's Dan. Also, also Zach, I think Tim uh, is like very good. high ceiling, low floor. Like Tim could have the best idea or the worst idea, and we never know until it happens. It's it's up to Robin and Kiva to make it good. My ideas are all good. It's just up to them to make it better. I mean, obviously, talk about Sex in the City. I only got to talk two seconds. Honestly, uh, dividing a group of four into four different types is kind of derivative of what Zach and Jacob do on Ang in there. So I don't know if I really want to listen to that on Renap as well. Uh, okay, you have ten seconds left. <laughs> Stephanie, I'll vote with you uh, on Dan then. We're not even voting. <laughs> the oh. voting is out. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea who's sus, who's not sus, but that's how I feel. All right, your okay. time is up. So please turn off your cameras if you're still in the game and submit your vote if you're the imposter, or I mean, basically tell me who you're going to kill. That's what I want to know. So turn off your camera. Dan. Thank you. Dan. Mm-hmm. All right, so there, the three of them are going to vote? Nope, only the imposter is going to vote. Uh, I wanted it to be anonymous. Vote. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, fine. so you can see who's typing. Okay. Mm. So do it on Twitter. What was that noise? The sound effect. Yeah. All right. Okay. I have. I've. Uh, so turn your cameras back on. I am sad to report that Stephanie has been removed from the game. Oh. Uh, what does right. Tim have? Tim is wearing a Shrek hat. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Tim okay. is in a car studio mm-hmm. and uh, he is wearing a knitted Shrek. Very uh, appropriate beanie. for Among Us to have like a decorative <laughs> hat. Yeah. Right. Okay. It, it's All crazy right. Among Us hasn't gotten to like the licensed hat yet, hats yet, that you could wear like outfits from your favorite team or celebrities and mm-hmm. Shrek, people like that. It's coming. Give him, give him a couple more months. <laughs> oh, wait, what okay. does Shrek have to do with Among Us? <laughs> uh, well, he is very sad. Yes. Just has a fancy All right. hat. So Stephanie's idea. Well, in fairness, um, I'm glad we didn't have to grant people's wishes Uh, because when it started, it was Robin Kiva make a wish that we're Mm -hmm. getting a wish granted. Now it turns out. Now we're the genie. Now all of a sudden, like uh, Mm -hmm. let let Shaq tell you what that's like because it's no fun. You're just doing things for other people. Mm -hmm. That sounded like a lot of work to be. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'd rather be Um, answering questions or talking about sex in the city than making wishes for people. What if it was? If it was, I think. Yeah, I think the imposter has been voted out already. But if it hasn't, you know, and and it's it's Stephanie. Okay. So basically, if not Stephanie, we're happy to talk about other ideas that aren't us granting wishes. I'm leaning very heavily in one direction right now. Right. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's see. So Karen. This is. 
Yeah. So this next stage is where each of you get to ask yes or no questions to the remaining crewmates. And how many uh, unlimited? To, uh, let's start with a couple and go okay. from there. Maybe maybe I'll allow some open-ended questions at some point, but I haven't decided yet. Are they giving us any more information, or we're just going off of what we have already? Uh, they can ask. You can they, you can answer, or you can ask right now a yes or no question. Hmm. That's that's the original version of this. Okay. And do their ideas have like another shoe that's going to drop? Like I'm just worried about like okay, we've like uh, this sounds good so far, and then all of a sudden we find it's out. Possible. Oh, did we mention also that uh, you were going to be sitting in a vat of piranhas during this idea? <laughs> well, yes, that's why we have a veto. You know, I, I wouldn't have picked something like like that. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get us killed, um, Karen. I trust you. Yeah. So I mean, it, it may end up like uh, surprise. Like there's it's it's actually this. It's actually like the bad idea. Idea. But here's the thing is that some of the good ideas could be debatably bad depending on who you asked, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So, yeah. uh, you know, what what the bad idea you might actually think is good. So mm. uh, we'll see. Rob, do you have any questions? I'll start off with Dan. Uh, Dan, would this idea that you have be better or worse than your famous game Wheel Jam? Yes no. or no? It would be better. So you're saying no. Okay. No. All right. Not as good as Wheel Jam. Hmm. Would you have any questions for No Dice Dan or Shrek Up Tim? <sighs> I don't have a yes or no question. Uh, I I do have so just uh, in talking with Dan, I know he famously is called No Dice Dan because he hates randomness. Uh, mm-hmm. That he is very anti the idea of wheel jamming. He does, uh, or or maybe he likes it in that uh, he doesn't like things that are random. He that's why he doesn't like dice in games. So why would he make up an AMA? game that involves spinning a wheel which would be random so uh dan am i making sense you are making perfect sense yes or no (laughs) oh say yes you are making perfect sense and then continue your sentence yes you are making perfect sense Hmm. and the wheel part was a suggestion by karen oh throwing karen Mm. under the bus okay i don't know i don't know if i Mm. believe that yeah uh, <laughs> Tim, uh, is the dragon part of the core four or is a PIB, uh, round out the core four of the Shrek? It's yes, yes. or no. Is the dragon in the core four? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I'll allow you to, to have, to ask, uh, one or two open-ended questions. Open-ended okay. questions. Yeah, this is a question unrelated to anything. Tim, where can I cop one of those Shrek? Tooks with the ears or uh, hats. I want one. Yeah. <laughs> no joke. I'll, I'll lick you, bro. No, okay. Okay. Um, we'll talk after. Yeah, Tim yeah. has an Etsy shop that he runs on the side where he knits those uh, Shrek hats. Shrek-y. Uh, so, Dan, could you go into a little bit more detail? You, you you started talking about percentages before you got cut off before about like 60% of certain ideas. Can you maybe explain more now uh, about that? Sure. So 60% of the questions are going to be questions you probably don't want to answer. So it's going to like, is it worth the point to answer it? Or would you rather take the loss? 40% aren't as personal. Uh, Probably not. You won't be embarrassed about the answer. 
but you can still get points from them. And who's deciding this? Like, yeah. who's picking the questions? Kirsten herself? That would or be, uh, so it'll be listener submitted, and they'll be decided by either Kirsten McKennis or the Kirsten McKennis type. Yes. Okay. Um, can you give us an example of a question that we wouldn't want to answer? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you necessarily wouldn't want to answer it, but Akiva cut it for time on New Girl Old Guy about uh, his engagement. Uh that's a question. Oh, I like a know question like why, why, why did Akiva cut that question for time? It didn't cut on... it for time. I, it, Al, Ali asked me a question. I said, it's, it's too late at night. I'll tell you next week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we cut um, it for time. It's too late. Okay. No, I didn't cut it for time as like it was excised. Whereas here, it's like, I, I'll oh. tell you next week. Um, it's good enough for the podcast. But do you have, yeah. I, I mean, I don't mind. So but what's the scoring? Do you understand the scoring system in Dan's game, Rob? Yeah, it's sort of like, basically, it's like a truth or dare, where it's like, I'm not answering that question. I plead the fifth. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, you get no points in this round. Mm-hmm. And what do we get if we win? Then you Should get, the, you get the, if you win, you can have one of your answers redacted from the show. Ah, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So you could Does feel. Does Kirsten so- have to answer the embarrassing questions too? Because she probably has better embarrassing answers mm-hmm. than us. Uh, so the reason why it's a Kirsten McKenna's type is I don't have enough pull with the actual Kirsten McKenna's to guarantee she'll be there. Yeah, so we can, I we can make a few phone calls. Yeah, we'll make a few phone okay. calls. Okay, Akiva, you said you were feeling strong in one particular direction. Uh, is it time for us to vote, Karen? No questions for me, though. Yeah. Okay, I see how it is. <laughs> I mean, uh, there are a lot of people outside of a question for you because you're doing a podcast with a yellow with a white microphone in your car. He has a blue a snowball hat. microphone it, uh, podcasting yeah. from a car. I believe the police are going to have several questions for you. Looking at the background <laughs> here, very soon. A lady drove up, looked at me, and laughed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was your it wife. Is, it is time for you to choose yeah. who, well, which idea is the winning idea. All right. Akiva, you said you've had a strong feeling. Do you want to tell us what it is? I just have no interest. Like, if, if it was watching the Sex in the City movie, I'd be happy to add that to the wheel. But I have no interest in, in sorting people into a sorting hat for Samantha's and Charlotte's, unless that could be in the variety pack. Then I think that's a very fine game for the variety pack, which would be like a 10, 15 minute. Mm-hmm. So, Karen, can we make it a variety pack episode, or has it got to uh, be a well, full? Let's let's let Tim uh, uh, expand. So, Tim, did your episode include a, a brief recap or discussion of Sex in the City? Oh yeah, thank you, Karen. Uh, a- absolutely, this was an opportunity not only to talk about Sex in the City. I thought this would pair really well with the Sex in the City episode three uh, or season three, episode seven uh, uh, episode. And then there's like so many potential fours that you could talk to that just relate to Renap, like uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, Seinfeld, uh, you know, uh, Saved by the Bell, the Entourage guys. Wait, how's the Saved um, by the Bell a four? Yeah, who's the four? Who are you cutting out? Uh, well, I mean, I went by like those who returned. Oh, oh, oh yeah, who are you cutting out? Zach? Yeah, come on. Kelly, no, I, I, I cut Screech and uh, come on. Put, and, him uh, back in. Put him back in, Tim. <laughs> All right. Well, he can. Well, what I mean, I would love you guys to sort the Sesterninos into the Sex in the City roles. Oh, I don't think we need to do that. <sighs> mm, um, yeah. <laughs> What's Anthony? Mm-hmm. He's probably. I feel like yeah. this exercise is going a little too far. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I do think either, either you really like it because you you keep talking about who might be who, or it's like it, it, it's so it's not. You know, thought out enough that we could probably just do the podcast in two minutes on this show. I think so, it's, a good, it's a good variety pack thing, though. If you guys do end up picking it, but don't want to do a full fledged podcast, this could be like a twenty minute segment in a variety pack. Well, I, you, could, you, 
you pair it with Sex in the City 2 for the crappy movie Diaper, or if you want to watch the Sex in the City movie, Sex in the City... I don't want to watch the Sex in the City movie. No, we don't. I'd rather make a fishbowl episode. Is Sex in the City in the fishbowl, Rob? Do you remember? Um, I believe it is. I think it is. If not, it was taken out at some point, because definitely it was at a certain point. What What about if we watched it in the fishbowl, Rob? I'll look on the, on the mail. Like, you don't have to go through the whole fishbowl. But, Rob... What if we watched the movie and then for the second half of, of like that part went through, you know, 20 core fours and and said, who's the Samantha? Who's the Carrie? Who's whoever? I mean, I actually think that um, this episode would be a little bit like the Mount Rushmore episode. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that that was generally pretty well received. So I feel mm-hmm. like that uh, if you wanted to go through uh, season three, episode seven of uh, Sex and the City and add that to it. I think that that is fine. And what do you and what do you think about Dan's AMA idea? Um, I think it's okay. Uh, I I just don't know necessarily if like uh, in the AMA if we're gonna get to anything that's gonna be you know that interesting in the AMA that's gonna be I think, like I mean I think we'll get a lot of questions if we do. Have we not done an AMA at all? And we did eighty eight questions recently. Uh, yeah, so we did do an AMA. That's right. Yeah, it I, just wasn't called AMA. Yeah, um, and, and that it, wasn't. And we didn't love the questions. Also, no, they were fine. They were fine. I mean, I just I feel don't like, think we love that episode. The two of us. Um, and uh, I also, thought people like it. Who do you think it. is more likely to be the imposter and have some zany twist at the end here? Because I think it's Dan. Um, <laughs> I like a D- Dan's idea better, but the floor for Dan's idea is so low. But also, Tim's idea could be have a low floor even if he's not the imposter. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Did um, I mean if we could stack this with a uh, season three episode seven, it just seems like that that would yeah. be. It's oh no, it's, it is in there. It, I just checked. Drama Queens is the name of the episode, so it's already in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think let's pick Tim's idea and and make it part of the season three episode seven. Yeah, okay, I could live with that. So we're is voting out. Karen, is that in balance? We're in. Yeah, we're we're saying Dan is, and I think who do you think is the imposter now? Having heard all five ideas, <sighs> make a final pick here because um, I'm going to say Dan. Okay, but may, actually I'm going to say Stephanie. <laughs> I'm going to go with Stephanie. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with Megan that we started with. Okay. All right. Wow. So, uh, will the real imposter reveal themselves? I think I cut the wrong person. I should have cut Tim because you guys don't want to grant wishes. <laughs> oh, so it was Dan. So I was, yes. I would say I was right, but I yes. switched off. I would not have voted myself out there. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Dan, what was, was there another big shoe to drop on your idea? Nope. That was it. Okay. We almost um, I mean, I had asked Dan to make the percentage of bad to good questions like larger, but uh-huh. uh, he went with 60 40. He should have had like uh, 69 and I also 31 asked for, him also. for the prize to not really be that enticing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, congrats- so like congratulations to, to good questions. Suss up Tim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Waffles. I, I want to know now, Rob. Yes. Uh, uh, some. Of, I want to hear more about the other ideas. Puya, how are we getting audacious? Well, first of all, wasn't me. So uh, you messed up on that one. <laughs> you went with me, and wasn't me. Okay. okay. So my idea. Um, it kind of hurts because, like, I started my twenty-four hour stream with this idea. It's mm-hmm. this concept I've come with called the absolute audacity. I wanted to keep it vague so that you guys get to choose what guests you have. So there's no malice there. Uh, but it's basically, so was, yeah. yeah, you have a third party have a Google form 
And then you submit your hot takes. You do it. Rob does it. The guests do it. And then the uh, third party or the person who's going to keep an eye on the form will give you a prompt to read. And then you have to determine who amongst you mm-hmm. is the person that this hot who take belongs to. Who owns the hot to. take. Mm-hmm. Right. And I you can ask them yeah. questions yeah. and stuff and so on. Now that is so that is an f- interesting idea. I will say you are you like it's a little bit related to the hot takeoff, which uh, we invented here. So you're almost uh, you know you're you're zooming in a little bit on your on your uh, roommate's idea. No, on her on her I mean, franchise. The hot she takeoff. can be there if she wants. Um, if you guys invite her, uh, it's up to you. It's up to you, really. <laughs> um, no, but all right, that was fine. That's fun. Uh, and Stephanie, what what was the wish making? Well, okay. So first of all, I could not submit grant a wish because that was already proposed by Megan Z. So when I thought of make a wish, I was thinking about touchdown. Tommy It was more like a tongue in cheek guest to have just because of his origin story with getting on the podcast. Uh, that was his wish to get on. The yeah, podcast. I do. I do like the idea of like, maybe, you know, make a wish like you guys have your wishes granted, but like an example, you know, a listener might John, John, for example, might say, right in to say like he's always wanted his own theme song and so robin akiba like enlist the help of you know will from america jenny and phil or shut up tim well that seems so, like a multi-part episode now yeah yeah essentially it is and it, it is dependent on like what people um submit but there could be other takes on it mm-hmm. okay. and uh, and what was the library idea megan that was pretty much what it sounded like. Now, I will say when I pitched it to Karen, I said that, you know, I thought it was debatable whether it was a good idea or a bad idea. But I don't know. I was thinking about it more. And um, I, I actually kind of like, I think you could try and like uh, build the sort of RENAP Library of Congress to go with the RENAP Supreme Court. You know, mm-hmm. you could, you could uh, build a, a resource collection of, of, of things related to RENAP episodes. What would be in the um, RENAP library? All of the movies that we've watched? The movies you've watched, you could have, like, if there's a book this about Shrek cookie Matt jar. Damon. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, it would be, yeah, or like, um, I don't know, I'm tr- now I'm trying to... Statue like, of Craigslist Carl? Track Uncut, we'll have that in there after today. Mm-hmm. Okay, first I'm going to explain the difference between libraries and museums. Okay. <laughs> there's, so there's... Uh, but there could be like um, if there's a book about perfect strangers or something, you know. Yeah. Um, but I thought this kind of like a presidential library where it's exactly. like a lot of artifacts. Yeah. Yes, and we could create a catalog. I actually looked up um, your names in the Library of Congress database, and there are no Sesterninos or Wienerkers. Mm. So yeah. Anyway, I thought that was weird. Uh, and or you could also, I was thinking, watch season three, episode seven of that TV show, The Librarians. There's a TV um, show called The Librarians? Yeah, with Noah Wiley. Hmm. Oh, must have missed are. that one. Okay. And Rebecca Romaine, I think. I've never actually right, so watched this, it. I, I, I do have a suggestion to sort of... Um, uh, let's see what Karen says about this. Because we, we're putting through Tim's idea, and we're making season three, episode seven. But I wonder if in some sort of... Um, it, l- l- just to not make it seem like we're bearing it, if it should get a full spot on the wheel, even as a fishbowl idea. What do you think about that, Rob? Of the, Tim's idea, no, the season three, episode seven of the Sex in the City combined with like deciding. Yeah, who I'm, the I'm Samantha fine. Is. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with yeah. that. So yeah, so it is. Um, it does get an idea on the yeah. wheel. We're just merging it with with the S three set. Okay, and I, I thought you were saying that also. Then we should decide of the other four people that we didn't pick their ideas. Uh, who is the Carrie? Who is the Charlotte? Who is the Miranda? Oh, who's the Samantha? Which idea or the person? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could go either way. 
Yeah, I don't. See, I don't. Do you have an opinion? I don't see. I, I have to get back into the well, that'd SATC be part of the fun. universe. That'd be part of the fun. Yeah. Um, for, also, that I, I don't know if we're there yet, but they're doing another Sex in the City movie, Tim, and they're having no no Samantha. They're going to do it without them. I, I wish that they would do the movie without the other three and just do it yeah. with Samantha. Who cares about the other three? All Samantha. I I, I agree. We I, only want four Samanthas. And please. this is what they're going to do. They're like they'll make it like, oh, she died. Oh, and we didn't have mm-hmm. a movie during that that part of our lives when our friend died. But now we're back, and let's let's act like we like her in the movie, but we actually all hate her guts, uh, and that's why we can't work with her. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I was very disappointed. I mean, Sex and City's topical right now, yes. but that would be like doing Shrek Five without Donkey coming yes. back. I mean, exactly. can you imagine exactly. that? Uh, Akiva, will Kyrie Irving uh, take the place of Samantha in the Core Four? That's not a bad idea. You mean because he's been hanging out with with Cynthia Nixon yes. and uh, trying to you know influence the New York mayor always. Maybe what about Andrew Yang? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's ops with Cynthia Nixon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not in the Yang. He's she's not in the Yang gang. Um, yes, Karen. okay. So um, we've heard the pitches from everyone at this point, right? So mm-hmm. we actually have a couple people who were very nice enough to be on standby in case um, you know one of the crewmates were not able to attend. Yes, and I was wondering if we could have John John, who is backstage, and also Felipe um, after John John pitched their ideas really quickly. A live mailbag. Let's do it. All and right, then we can get straight to the wheel spin. I think here's John John. Yeah. Hey, John, John. Hey, guys, how are you? Oh, my God. First time to finally be in a mailbag. And I cannot believe I didn't have to make a wish about it. Yes. Okay. John, John, <laughs> you are here. Did we pick the right idea? Okay. I'm a little confused. Uh, what was Tim's idea? Because I got a lot of ideas like going on. And mm-hmm. After all that, you don't, you don't know what Tim's idea was? Come on. I have like a short term. I'm like Dory here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well, sex, sex in the Kiwi, of course. Oh, oh, the for the for like listing, like you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. like we're okay. calling it sex in the Kiwi, are we, Rob? Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's I mean, that's what it was uh, pitched as. I All think right, we're fine. yeah. We'll are we locked in there, Karen? Do, do, you want, do you want me to punch it up? I can punch it up right now. If you want. <laughs> no, 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 it's good. We're locked in. We're locked in. All right, I John. Think, John yeah, you gotta go with it. Yeah, yeah. So John. What's your idea, my guy? Yeah, so basically, like Zach's um. Oh, portet on his uh, egg in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, it depends on what the categories are because because uh, usually on egg in there, Zach and Jake usually have something random every week on when it comes to whoever is. Yeah, Dan, Dan kind of mentioned it. I'll just briefly I'll explain this in like twenty seconds. Yeah. So yeah, basically, me and Jacob, we have this like tea quartet thing. We'll put each uh, characters and like famous quartets into like a bending type. So then we're like, oh, we did the Ninja Turtles one time. We we're like, oh, Leonardo's a waterbender. Blah blah blah. Simple stuff. And then usually we do like random things. Like last week we did like Cartoon Network. So we like kind of anthropomorphic each one we'd like the disney channel and stuff so i think with this that's all i think it could be a variety pack thing because you guys could just choose famous quartets of things you like so okay. i do think i don't tim i'm not saying it's a bad idea but all right well, let's get to john john's idea. idea yeah john john well, let's, what's your idea okay so i have a couple and okay i think i have an idea for a variety pack yes mm-hmm. so remember the little one must go game that you guys who can forget 
Yeah, that's your that's your thing, John John. You Why not just make it a variety pack? Because I've been thinking about that. Because you know, it really can. Be, I mean, variety pack really can feel like game night. Okay, Akiva, what do you think? One must go for the variety pack. Do you have an example for us, John John, of a one must go? So the one must go is like you give us four plus beloved things, and one of them must go. I almost never have a problem with these. Like I've never looked at one yeah, of these John, and been like, like sometimes John John would like I love all four of these things. It's yeah, like I don't like, even like any you, of these things. Like uh, yeah, I would have a harder time with pick one. Mm-hmm. For a million dollars, would you give up? And like the first one's macaroni and cheese. I'm already like, yes, I'm in. The second one's like being stabbed with a pen. I'm like, all right, I would definitely give that up for a million dollars. And the yeah. third one is a good thing. Like, would you give up like, you know, your family for five years? Like, no, I'd rather not do that. Yeah. And the fourth one is like, um, uh, would, you know, Wendy's for a month. Yeah. Right. All right. John, John, do you have an example? Oh, <laughs> uh, so I'm looking right now on the, uh, off topic patron group because I post there almost every day. Yeah. But mm-hmm. okay. I'll tell you okay. what, if it was one must go, <laughs> Carrie, Samantha, Charlotte, or Miranda, did I say that one already? I would not yeah. pick Samantha. Mm-hmm. I think Miranda's going. No, you know what? Char- no way. Charlotte can go. Charlotte can go. So boring. Carrie is pretty bad too. This is why we needed to be on the right back. That way we can have this debate. And Okay. Okay. How about the uh, which Starburst flavor must go? All of them. <laughs> oh, because you're a tappy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, so, but, so like that. That's my struggle. If I had to pick one, I don't want yeah, any we- Starburst. Yeah. Okay. A lot of these things, we want almost everything to go. Maybe we should play three must. Go All must go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically, three must go. Just okay. One must stay. But who's decided? Like, you, we're just giving us a bunch of things. Um, it can be like Renap related, like we did, like like what um Kirsten did back in. Um, yeah, I think this is fine yeah. for the variety pack. All right, let's not perfect. spend too much time debating this. I think it's right, fine. Good, I, I think it'd be a fine segment for the variety pack. Yeah, it's, okay. uh, it's really fun. It's plus, really, I think we all, I think we got to bring back the IKEA quote that I always say. Yes, that yes, uh, that uh, should we bring back John John's quote of uh, "Save it for IKEA." Save Akiva. it for IKEA. We haven't mentioned it in probably a hundred episodes. But I think John John's been there. trying to bring it back. Yeah, and I wish that can be a shirt one day. Uh, too or- bad we didn't do Robin Akiva make a wish that you could have come on and wished for your catchphrase to come back. Hmm. Well, I just didn't want to, you know, be all braggy about Rob, it. Should we yes, sell a shirt? Yeah, that don't brag about it. Yeah. Um, look, if somebody had to design for Save It mm-hmm. for IKEA, we could, it doesn't cost us anything to put it in the store. I, I don't yeah. know if our people clamoring for a Save It for IKEA shirt. I've never guessed if people are clamming for it, but uh, mm-hmm. John, John, are you committing to buy like um, all unused merchandise from this? Well, that the, the way that the store works, it's no, like I'm kidding. They, I know they, yeah. they make yeah. them on command. I'm, I'm joking. Um, yeah, my Seeds Baby shirt's coming soon. All my Renat merch is... Uh, is it, I just got an email that it's on It's on the way. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, all right, John, John. So we're good. Let's, Can you pitch let's the, the concept for a save it for IKEA shirt? John, John, yeah. What would it look like? <clears throat> I mean, the thing is, maybe, well, the save it for, you can do any font. And then, I don't know, hopefully, it's not one of those, you know, copyright issues, but the IKEA mm. logo, at least. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's not one of those copyright issues. Yeah. Okay. Can you use all your right. catchphrase, save it for IKEA, in a like a uh, context? <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, oh, this meal I made. Uh, I gotta save it for IKEA. 
So, all right. So it's actually <laughs> like if you had leftovers, if you uh-huh. if you were if you are literally saving something, you mm-hmm. say it's it's not like yep. hey, forget about it, save it for it's like no. Uh, like I have some extra macaroni and cheese. I should save it for Ikea. Yeah, but shouldn't like, don't you love the food at Ikea, John? John, why would you bring leftovers to Ikea? Yeah, Ikea is just like, you know, one of those places. It's like, I think that night I was just like so tired. And plus next day I had to go to a flight. So maybe that's mm-hmm. why you I had to be there. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Got it. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Karen, do we have, uh, do we have Felipe who's also yes. going to give He's us a live mailbag question? Oh, hold on. Yeah, me... he has one last. We have, that's our last pitch for tonight. Okay. Today. John, did you finish your pitches? Was that. Well, oh, that's one of them, but right. I have a. I mean, since you guys did. Or the, should we uh, take the other one and save it for IKEA? Uh, I'll take this one at IKEA, okay. but um, let's. Since you guys did the uh, Kazam, why not? Also, do steel, which I really picked that. No, I think it's fine. I think we got we, we got our it. Shaq I think it's movie not in. as bad yeah. as Kazam was what we was what we determined. Yeah. Well, I guess it was the best based on the ratings. That's why it's like mm-hmm. maybe that's why I was thinking that was a uh, crappy movie level. Yeah, it's the crappy movie diaper, not the meh movie diaper. Yeah. Well, yeah, and plus we want more Shaq, so that's the reason why we should put. Do we want more steel. Shaq? Yeah, I, think, I, I know Shaq wants. Hmm. Um, okay. uh, Felipe's here. Felipe, yes. what do you've got for us on the live mailbag here? Uh, well, hello, everyone. Hi, Felipe. Uh, my pitch is Robin and Akiva are all in this together. Mm-hmm. And it's basically Robin and Akiva watch the first High School Musical, and then a guest tells them the rest of the lore. And then it's a like, great opportunity for uh, like there's sports talk in there with basketball and baseball. Yeah. Even, and then uh, IMD bags with the cast so, and then the musical version. All right. IMD bag. Akiva high school musical. Yes. Now, I've never watched this, right? Have you never know? seen it. Okay. Never seen it. Uh, I would be interested to look at this. Uh, here's my concern, Felipe. If we make fun of the events of high school yeah. musical, what if we will like we it? get dragged by mm-hmm. people? Is it too beloved? Shut up, Tim is shaking his head now. I don't think it's too beloved. I think people can appreciate the mockery as long as you do it lovingly with respect to the Gen Z and the millennials who grew up with this. See, that's the tough part. You can roast it. You can go full Phantom Menace on this. Okay, Zach, would you be upset? You love basketball. Uh, (laughs) You are of the age to have appreciated the high school musical. Yeah, honestly, this is a really good idea. This might be even not to disrespect anybody on the show today. This might arguably be the best idea pitched because I think they could have a lot of fun with (laughs) (laughs) I see shut up Tim's face. I think you could have so many guests for this. You could have JCR. There's so many people you could have. And yeah, j- I think just doing the one movie too is not too much work. I wa- I like the high school. I watched the first two. I didn't watch the third one in theaters. I was too cheap. Once it wasn't free on TV, that's when I was out. But I liked it. I I I, I, I both them. Yeah. they were pretty good. Um, and I think it's a good podcast idea. So yeah. What I, about the I, name? I Are people going to get all in this together? Is a High School Musical no, we, podcast? No, we need a better name. But I, I'm I'm up for watching. Yeah, all in this together is like the most famous High School. Yeah, but we don't know that. And like the people who, yeah, I, I think it's just like Robin Akiva watch high school music okay but, fair 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 fair, fair. Robin, Felipe, are you in the game yeah hold are on. you yes. are you the biggest are you pitching yourself as as the expert guest here felipe i love attention so if you want to give me <laughs> the opportunity but um 
I know Matt Ligori is a big High School okay. Musical fan. Mm-hmm. Um, who well, else is out there? There's here's like a the lot trick people. here, though. This is the thing that uh, we want to make sure is that um, if it's something that, it, especially if it's not something that is important to myself or Akiva, the whoever the guest is Speak has yourself. to come it's in. Very important to me. The guest has to come in and let our audience know why we should be caring about the High School Musical. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Fun facts. Interesting anecdotes. Oh, you think there's a lot of fun facts from HSN? I don't know. I think you could also do a lot of like IMD bags or the musical. There, like if you did a musical version, like songs these per- people released since then. Because mm-hmm. um, some people have fell off the face of the earth. Like, where's Monique Coleman at? That's why I ask that question Monique every day. Monique Coleman at? Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, fine. So, I, yeah, I, do you want to put that in the wheel? Do you want to? Do you want to? Like, what do you think? I'm, uh, not, I'm not against that. I'm. I'm. F- I'm good uh, to greenlight this. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you want to th- uh, say yes, and then it can go into the rotation uh, after next week. Yeah, when, I, I, when I, eligible. Okay, I'm fine with that. All right. Um, so this, this and the uh, and Second City. Nice. There okay. you go, Felipe. Look at that. One for one. Tim, do we have a better name for High School meal. Musical rewatch? Ooh, that's that's really good. I mean, the you pick kind of the notable title of there. I mean, uh, Rob and Akiva go to high school uh, hmm. would be good. I think. Why do you ask um, him about this? Akiva, when you when you were asking whether or not you yeah. could change titles, Akiva has like literally changed ninety percent of every title I've submitted. Mm-hmm. Tim is you go you go to Tim and he's either got like uh you know he's a, a home run hitter, but he's also going to strike out two hundred times a year. Is he like Chris Davis or is he like Pete Alonso? <laughs> I, I don't know what's the difference. Well, Chris Davis it's like one eighty and gets cut. Mm-hmm. Um, but he thought you can keep it. Rob and Akiva watch High School Musical because I yeah, think I you want to yeah, know yeah. more thoughts on it. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, what I, yeah. I think. I think. It, I think the most basic title yeah. there is is the best. Yeah. The only thing um, I don't appreciate is then if we get dragged by people like, "Hey, it wasn't oh, we'll for you. We'll like you oh. that uh, you guys are boomers and it wasn't made for you. So stop <laughs> making fun of the movie." Like, all right, well, mm-hmm. well, how what do you people respond to Degrassi? Yeah. No, we didn't. Grant, we didn't crush Degrassi, though. We were fine with yeah, that. Yeah, this isn't a okay. High School Musical podcast where we talk about how much we love High School Musical. Mm-hmm. And should we should we sing that episode? Mm-hmm. Should we do some musical numbers okay. also? Okay. Uh, since it came in this episode, should it be Rob and Akivi watch <laughs> High School Musical? No. Uh, next question, <laughs> the, Rob. Do you want to spin the wheel with uh, ten people watching here? Are we ready to spin the sure. wheel? Sure. Did uh, Zach had said it way back when that he actually had an idea? Uh, well, yeah, uh, I kind of pitched it to Akiva offline. He told me he would be down on it. Yeah, I, kinda, I think uh, oh, I, I want to hear it now. I want to hear it. Now. No, you okay? No, no. I mean, give me the quick, give me the quick version. Give me the quick version. I just think there's like there's a lot of SoundCloud meme songs that have gone viral. So like I'm thinking like 6:45 AR is oh, one sure. with a super high pitched squeaky voice, and there's like Mario Judah, and I think like Ben Ben. T- so basically, you guys just listening to these like mm. funny like rap hits that yeah. are like popular with Gen Z because you guys are always trying Akiva, to. Get why into- would you say I wouldn't like that idea? I said Rob's interest would be a zero out of one to yeah, ten. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like you guys yeah. are always trying to get in touch with Generation uh, Z, the Zoomers, and this yeah. is a perfect way to do it. Get it like Ben Taub as a guest. I was thinking mm-hmm. he's big on music. Maybe uh, I don't know Chappelle, AJ. If you need a black person, because primarily rap. I don't know. I th- I, mm-hmm. I would listen to it. I I only pitch ideas that like I actually would listen to. So if y'all. <laughs> Or if y'all are down on it, it's fine. But mm-hmm. that's my that's my question. Okay, all right. Maybe I, like, I like the creativity of the idea, but I just don't think it's for us. No, okay. that's fair. That's fair. I get it. Honestly. All right. 
So, all right. So we are putting on the wheel High School Musical and Sex and a Kiwi. Sex and a Kiwi, baby. <laughs> Gross. For someone to join, like, can I ask what that is? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you want to guess what Sex and a Kiwi would be based just on the title, Fleet? Um, is it like uh, like Sex in the Dark that they do at college campuses? No, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, We've been a younger than us. I don't, know. I don't know what the kids No, it's basically we all come together and try to make Akiva look like a sex icon is what it is. Oh. <laughs> well, Rob would didn't want to get makeovers yeah. a few months ago. Yeah, I thought I, I like that idea when it came up. Yeah, that was funny. Okay, all right. Uh, let's uh, real quick go through what's on what's on the wheel. Season three, episode seven, coin flip, crappy movie diaper, not in the running, uh, people's choice, uh, <laughs> Price is Right, uh, you are a shark week, <laughs> spinoffs are trash. Rob Nakiva invented game show, and boy, that quicksand is, uh, is getting deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What two weeks left for invented game show? That's right. All right. Uh, sequel mechanism. The match game. HGTV shows are trash. Robin to keep it get trekked. AITA. Puya, is that ready to go? Absolutely, it is. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Gen Z shows are trash. Best week ever. Podcast happy hour. I saw some uh, debate over what that should be called, Akiva. It, uh, po- podcast power hour i think is what people said we we had decided yeah okay podcast by the way this is this wheel is like a half hour long like i we have to i think next week we have to start making a pack like a plus idea or go home the wheel is so <laughs> dummy thick right now that we we don't need more ideas <laughs> yeah uh sex and a kiwi and high school musical uh those are on the wheel but not eligible for episode 117 all right here we go by the way i just want to uh compliment the panel here that mm-hmm. uh, we have uh currently 10 people on the panel and uh this has been uh, so we've had so much decorum here yeah yeah and karen did a wonderful job with uh you know organizing yes with, with, with getting everyone together it was fun all right so let's see episode 117 here we go mm-hmm. yeah what's it gonna be I'm in a bad mood. I might use a veto. My veto of the year right now. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, well, Akiva. Yeah. Get ready because it's the people's choice. You're going to veto the oh, people's God. choice? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. People are excited about the people's choice. Well, it got big. Yes, uh, uh, Puya is going yeah. nuts. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, Puya, now Puya's got three I shots getting on. I'll- and Puya, I will. I will. I, if, if AITA comes on, that's one of my top ideas. Let's let's get that, you know, winning the vote if it comes up. All right. Here we go. All right. People's choice. Uh, I was just talking to Ayesha before the podcast. Yes. I have her on standby if we need her for any constitutional crises that may emerge right now. All right. Here we go. First of three spins coming out for a poll for this week. Mm-hmm. All right. Spin uh, number one of the people's choice. It is coming up. Season three, episode seven. Let's go to the right. fishbowl. Here we go. Yeah. We got a live uh, fishbowl draw. Okay. Mm-hmm. What happens if Sex in the City comes up? Then my head explodes. Oh well, I don't know. Let's see. All right, let's go to the fishbowl. I've got. Watch it be like Robert. He was choice here, and that'll be confusing too. In my hand, and uh, let's get a drum roll for the fishbowl. Full house. Okay. Okay, boy, Most we are locked in on t- n- nailing TGIF. <laughs> All right, S S three seven full house, full house. Okay, are we watching full house and fuller house? No, should we watch no, both? No, 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 we, no, no, I've no, always no. said that. No, okay. we. I don't think so. That's not not necessary. Okay, I hallucinated that. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> okay, uh, so that's uh, part one. Part Felipe one. says in the chat, fuller house is whack AF. So <laughs> I, no doubt, no it. doubt. Okay, all right, here we go. Uh, idea number two for the people's mm-hmm. choice. 
What if it's three fish bowls? Oh, it's so close. It's the coin flip. <laughs> I, and it's a hair away from another season three, episode seven. Okay, so a coin flip is basically Robert Akiva's choice. Mm-hmm. This, how about this? Do any of our panelists have a coin? Because right uh, Okay, John right, John. Perfect. Perfect. All right, yeah, Akiva, I have one as well if John All right, let John John have do the yeah, honors. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, basically, it's my theory coin, which I use on my Twitch stream on Sins whenever there is a decision that has to be made. Mm-hmm. Okay, what a seamless I plug. did want the backstory of the of the coin, so I'm appreciative here. Okay. Um flip it. Uh, so Rob, you call in the air now. Okay. Tell me when, yes, John John. Well, whenever you guys are ready and I can Alright, I'm ready. Alright, so heads or tails for you? Heads. Oh wait, I didn't call it yet, so okay. Okay. Oh, I had to call okay, so here. Alright. Heads or tails? Still heads. <laughs> it is tails. Oh, oh okay. Tails. Right there. All right, let me just take him through my my thought process yeah, here. I feel like you've already uh, ruined the drama on this one. No, no, no. I, I let me. I'm not gonna. Let, let me just take you through my thought process. Um, there's the Price is Right. The long, the thing that's been on the wheel the longest. Mm-hmm. The fun game show. I'm into that. You could save and invent and, a, a game show out of the quicksand. Yeah. Oh, I could save that, but I'm not gonna do that. Uh, and I believe John John is a guest on The Price is Right also. Uh, I, I, for his birthday, I said you could be a guest on The Price is Right. Um, bad spinoff shows. I feel bad because I vetoed it, but it is one of the ideas I really like where we could watch Joey and other things with Jason Reed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like AITA. Am I the a-hole? I, I, the, the other thing I really like is Podcast Power Hour. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, is this the perfect week to be listening to 20 podcasts for us? Is this a good week for you to listen to 20 podcasts or 12 <laughs> podcasts or whatever, Rob? No, it is not. Okay. All right. So doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that. I can't. Doesn't mean I can't. Okay. Um, or we could go, Rob, yeah. into the into this sequel mechanism. Yeah. What do you like better between this right now? What are you feeling more next week between the census mm-hmm. and the hot takeoff 2021? Um, I, I like hot takeoff more. Okay. So I'm really now just basically I'm deciding who I like more, Leon or Puya, mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's between AITA or the, the easiest hot answer out there. Pick Liana. I'm saying pick Liana. No, I but I think mm-hmm. I'm going to pick I'm I, AITA. I think yeah, I'm but we'll, AITA. we've said it enough here where more people might submit even, so we'll let it grow. Might even be better for it. Okay. All right. Well, Puya will re retweet the form. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for the hot takeoff 2020? Well, I don't even know if it's going to happen. It's just the choice on the wheel. Fine. Hot takeoff 2021, Akiva's choice. Second choice in... in uh, Coin flip. Okay. Can All you right. still submit hot takes for that? Is my question. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you have, oh, we, we need haven't to, uh, we need, yeah, We'll need them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Perfect. I, got, I got some hot takes maybe. On okay. Way. All right. And yeah. then finally, the third option for the people's choice. Might be nice. So flip. far, no controversy yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, another season three, episode seven. Okay, I I really like the hot takeoff chances. I will say, uh, the, season three, episode seven has never won a poll. I believe right. it's over. Do I like put 20. the full house ball back in the fishbowl? No. How, what if it came up twice? That would be crazy. Why would you do that? Okay, could, uh, could help its chances. <laughs> okay. No, it would hurt its chances. I think. I don't know. Maybe All right, like, another season three, episode seven. People have been mm-hmm. complaining we don't watch enough stuff on the podcast. Not, don't okay. watch enough stuff. All right, here we go. Another season three, episode seven, headed into the poll, and Ooh, here it is. Soprano season three, episode wow. seven. Okay, okay. That's interesting. 
not talked about a lot. All on right. This show. Uh, maybe the first lady of podcasting uh, might be a, be a guest. It'd be I've tough to get her. Sopranos, it'd be tough, to, it'd be tough to get her on a Saturday when we normally record this. But yeah, I will move this record to any day of the week for for Nicole. All right, all right. <laughs> but I don't house. think it's going to win. Full yeah. House, the hot takeoff, or season three, episode seven of The Sopranos. All right, panel. Any a, any feedback? We all vote for Nicole, I think. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think these were like the two best season three, episode mm-hmm. seven that could have gotten yeah. picked because mm-hmm. they're the most likely to get votes. I kind of feel the season three, episode seven, a lot of the time get shafted in these people choices. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Muppets had no chance whenever that week it came yeah. up against like Liana and Mike. Like that was, that was a massacre. Yeah. I, thought, I, I think maybe if, if, a lis- if a listener asked Nicole on the record, maybe she would respond yes or no if she would be yeah. on a season three, episode seven of Sopranos. You want to tell her, should we trick Nicole into coming on the podcast? Should you say, I'm watching a, a uh, I'm, we're doing a Sopranos podcast this week. Will you come on? Don't tell her it's for napping that I'm involved. That's a good idea, actually. Hmm. Yeah, it is a good idea. Interesting. Wives love surprises. That's what I've learned, especially if you're tricking them into something they don't want to do. <laughs> right. All right. So we'll find out this week. So that's the poll. Follow Akiva on mm-hmm. Twitter uh, to get that poll probably dropping on Monday. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's thank our panel Mm-hmm. One one more time, uh, starting with uh, the woman who put it all together, Karen from Canada. Uh, again, bravo, Karen. Oh, can, can, can I channel you as Nicole of uh, Nicole? <laughs> would you appear on the podcast to talk about season three, episode seven of the podcast? <laughs> oh, of <a> Sopranos. <sighs> I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'll take it really that. Does sound yeah. a lot like her. Yeah. Very good. Um, yeah, I, Karen, I, I'm sorry that Nicole was not more enthusiastic about your uh, performance. So she was, uh, she was more insulted that she felt like that Renap was a love story between me and Akiva. <laughs> she, I think she was yeah. jealous of Akiva after she heard the uh, the, the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I uh, enjoyed being on the podcast today. And uh, no sweat about the Nicole thing. I think I, I did it accurate enough that she felt cringy hearing her own voice in the musical. No, That's it was really I... that she felt like that it was like a love triangle between me and Akiva. Right. She it's felt like real. she felt like too that real. in the musical I was picking uh, between her and Akiva. Right. Yeah. Was... So um, you know, I props to the team for making it feel that real yes and um she you didn't know, like it been, that she felt like it seemed like that there was a romantic relationship right. between a, a, a well Kiva maybe and, if and, nicole comes on next week we'll all do the 36 questions together <laughs> and see you know who rob falls in love with yeah so. yeah we'll we'll make a uh, rob choose yeah Akiva, uh, i'm sorry jealousy does not sue uh, thank her. you for thank you for inviting me on to the the pod um, it's always always fun to be on here, and now I feel like I've been here three or four times now, so this is good. Okay, get that hat ready, Akiva, and then that getting hat tor- territory, Karen. Okay, all right, uh, Stephanie, thank you so much. Thank you, Stephanie. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was my um, personal wish to be on the podcast. Yes, I was going to ask you if you had a wish had that you wanted us to work on. But it's okay. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had a, another wish, what would it be? Um, that's a good question. Maybe have uh, Karen write a write a musical about myself. Okay. Ooh, okay. Wow. All right. All right. No pressure, Karen. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd be happy to. All right, Megan, the librarian. Uh, always great to hear 
from Megan, owner of a Tori Amos box set, which is uh, very uh, interesting looking. But not not impressive enough to win any patron task. <laughs> Akiva, oh, well. guess what Megan the Librarian has in her, in a box that's for a uh, Tori Amos box set? Um, a hamster. No. What? Tori Amos CDs. Oh, okay. All right. Big Tori Amos fan. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, her, her, you know, her greatest hits is actually called Tales of a Librarian. Oh, Okay, it all it all comes full circle. All right, Megan, where can people follow you? Uh, actually, can I plug my letterbox? Yes, which is sure. Social movie watching site, and mm-hmm. we actually created like an RHAP themed uh, movie scavenger hunt this year. What? Yes. <laughs> so, How does that work? So basically, we ta- you know Todd the librarian and I came up Todd with the a bunch librarian. Of- Todd the librarian. Yeah, he's a patron too. You're yes. big in the library crowd. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but podcasting is good for libraries because it's in your earbuds. It's very That's quiet. Right. Yeah. But we, uh, yeah. So Letterboxd is a social movie watching site where you can log movies you watch. And mm-hmm. we thought it'd be fun to do, because there are a lot of patrons on there actually, uh, to do like a sort of challenge slash scavenger hunt. So we came up with mm. RHAP themed prompts. Wow. Do you ever uh, have to find a movie on the, that. On Letterboxd. We have a few. There's an Uncle Kiwi prompt that's you have to watch a movie about people who have plenty of money. Oh, oh nice. Yes. Uh, uh, do there's you have also Kazam as a letterbox prompt. Well, one of the prompts is to watch something that was a movie that was covered on Renap. So yes. Okay. Theoretically. Yeah, so my I'm just Megan on there, M E A G H A N, so you can find me the and find doctor. the list. Mm-hmm. I was. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh did anybody ever call you Meg the Librarian? Um I mean, nobody in real life calls me Megan, the librarian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some people call me Meg. Okay. All right. Uh, Megan, always great to have you uh, here. And thank you for uh, your great ideas. And may- maybe one day we'll get a library <laughs> idea on the, on the wheel. Uh, all right. Shut up, Tim. You were the big winner in the Among Us mailbag. Ooh. Yes, I'm honored to be here again, and uh, I'm a prompt on uh, Megan's uh, letterboxed uh, list as was well. It? They have to come. They have to come right. and ask me for a recommendation. Wow. Recommendation. Yes. Recommendation. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Tim, where can people follow you? Follow me at, at Shut Up Tim, and if you would like more Shrek in your life, I will be guesting on the podcast, the franchise this week, talking Shrek three and Shrek four, the lesser Shreks. What is the mm-hmm. franchise? Oh, the franchise is my friend's po- uh, podcast where they cover movie franchises. So, oh. uh, they they will just take a series and cover it from start to finish. So, so you did not uh, get invited for Shrek one and two. You're only there for three and four. I I got to choose, but uh, they were do uh, just coincidentally they were doing it the same week that you I was on Renap. So mm-hmm. uh, I thought I got a lot of my uh, Shrek two love. You out big time them. I got it. I, got I could. It. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, but but no, really, uh, I love the. Uh, love of uh, the franchise they're great they're okay. uh, buddies of mine all right tim mm-hmm. it's been so nice to spend the last couple of saturdays with you mm-hmm. yeah see you guys next week okay all right <laughs> big full house guy uh, all right uh of course uh felipe i know you came in uh, right there at the end but uh you came in and, and it went out of the park uh yeah we broke free 
Is that a, is that a High School Musical reference? See, we don't know him yet. We're going to be dropping him in a few weeks, Felipe. We don't I know can, that. I slide into my DMs. I'll teach you all about him. Okay. Yeah. Should we get the basketball uniforms for the team? Uh, the East High jerseys would look good on the Renap squad. Okay. All right. Perfect. So, yeah, so. Uh, Felipe, where can we follow what you're doing? So I'm on Twitter at Fleep Tweets, F-L-E-E-P Tweets. Um, and then you can listen to the Brazilian Dragon podcast. Wherever you listen to your podcast, we do a lot of Disney Channel original movie content there. We're also doing a Scooby-Doo franchise mm-hmm. recaps. Um, Are you a Kazam guy or no? I am not a Kazam guy. Mm-hmm. I am a Shazam guy mm-hmm. from the News AF stories. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, the inferior um, genie movie. Yes. And also third wheel, not third wheel, fifth wheel Navi and myself and Davis comma Will are starting a Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast. Oh, wow. What you doing? Mm-hmm. Okay. This, and we're starting we're this morning a lot, of, a lot of podcasts, Rob. Yes. A lot of rewatch podcasts. Okay. All right. Uh, John John. John mm-hmm. John is flipping coins <laughs> on uh, TikTok, Twitch, and Facebook. Hmm. <laughs> Yes, you can follow me. Well, on first of all, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at John John Rules. It's spelled J O N J O N R U L E S because I cannot get that name because some guy from five years ago still has it. Okay, it's a guy from five years ago. Yeah, and I never can. I don't think I, I can ever get that because <laughs> the active John. I'll, yeah. I'll make a couple calls for John, you. If John, you it's, want. it's too bad that the Make a Wish idea didn't get on the wheel. That, that yeah, could've, we, we could have gotten you that. We could, we between us and that. Touchdown Tommy, yeah. we probably could have fixed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you. You're but the verified one. Too so bad, I'm Dan. Sure. Dan the imposter kicked that idea out mm-hmm. of the wheel. Too bad. Yeah, and of course, if you want to see me. A lot. I mean, follow me on TikTok and Twitch. It's John John Johnston. Just, you know, J-O-H-N, J-O-H-N, and then J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N. And, I mean, earlier today, I just did my Survivor Sims house Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I built a Survivor theme house, and this week I made a house based on Season 29. So if you want to look at that, then, you know, go to my Twitch replay. And, of course, I... Always playing Sims, no matter what. So maybe I'm much more of a Simser than Kirsten. So, <laughs> uh, so you would be a, a Kirsten McInnes type, is what you're saying? Well, I think I think I'm more myself than yeah, a Kirsten. You're more yourself mm. because right. I think. Well, I think me and Kirsten are mostly opposites when <laughs> we're like yin and yang. I, I, I could see that. All right, mm. uh, all right, and please, uh, when you go to John John stream, be sure to let him know that Renap sent you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, and of course, go my TikTok, and of course you. I've been just doing some TikToks. I mean, it's, I blame it on TikTok Nicole, but it's a good blame. She's an influencer. All right, John, John, thank you so much. All right, of course, uh, Puya has a ton of stuff going on, including uh, mm-hmm. talking to me every week about 90 Day uh, Fiance. Uh, Puya, what else is going on? Uh, what else is going on? So basically, 90 Day Fiance, you just mentioned Mask Dancer, oh. just finished episode three. One more week, and me and Liana will talk about it. We've watched the episode yesterday. Um, it, it's the thing that's happening. It really feels like an SNL skit that's just on weekly. It's mm-hmm. pretty wild. Um, and then, of course, I do stream three times a week on twitch.tv slash Puyaism, and I'm available on all other major social media platforms under the same title, Puyaism. And yeah, any any time, I did not think, Rob, in my, in my bingo card for this year, I did not think I was going to have lose something to shut up Tim on it, but that might be a good omen for the rest of the year. <laughs> Shots so, uh, fired. God. Dang. <laughs> There you go. All right. And then third wheel Zach, he's uh watched Kazam. 
He's talked about uh, everything that's going on over on Ang in there. Deck. Yeah, where, with where, Jacob where, Redman. With yeah, Akiva's big, is is that. Jacob still Akiva's biggest stand? I feel like yeah, that, that once is. once that you guys started talking Airbender, I feel like that the Akiva standum has uh, no, really. Jacob, no, I, I will speak on Jacob's back. Firstly, Jacob is an extremely talented podcaster, no way doubt. more than myself. I think he's like Come Mike Bloom in his up. ability to yes and people and i think he still is a big key he was telling me he wants to come on because of his pointless he's like oh i still i want he just went for the phone call okay yeah no he he wants to come on renap again i'm pretty sure i'm gonna record with him tomorrow are so you I'll questioning he, uh jacob's uh akiva stand of akiva no, uh, jacob is still a, a, a stand of akiva to the point where even if i'll like slightly joke about akiva i see oh jacob, yeah i can see that like wheels turning his yeah. head i I try to like Rob. I can insult all I want, but Akiva, mind, I, I, I got to be, be a little yes. bit careful. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Zach Muhammad thirty two, same as uh, Shaq's number. I may be streaming on Twitch soon because I got. I'm pretty nice at two K. I think two K is a pretty crappy game, but I'm nice at it. And then maybe I can turn that into more NBA content going forward. The question is, do I want to buy a capture card when like 10 people are going to be watching my stream? So maybe in the next couple of weeks, TBD on a stream. But I think Mm -hmm. if I do start, it'll be starting soon. And yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I have the podcast, the post-show recaps. I always get starstruck when I'm on these panels, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Even though I have my own podcast on the network, like seeing all these people. I mean, these are all, I'm such fans of all you guys. So Mm -hmm. thanks for letting me be a small part Good group today. All right. And and Akiva, for you. Yeah, uh, people really loved NGOG this week. Nothing, nothing special. Just a regular episode, but people loved it. Uh, we, we have uh, big, you know, football playoffs coverage on thirty-two fans. By the way, uh, you you found this sea shanties stuff, Rob? Yeah, I see what's going on. <laughs> I mean, if somebody wants to write, I should have said this more than like less than like four hours into a podcast, like eighty minutes into the plug section. Yeah, maybe a few people have shut it off. But uh, if uh, somebody wants to write us a Renap sea shanty for next week, we'll make that the outro music. Okay. There you go. All right. Um, yeah. Everybody, don't all and jump was, on that at once. I all bet right. someone does. I bet someone does. And uh, Kid Nation, me and you did a very fun yes. Kid Nation podcast this week with Phil Thompson. Yes. Yeah, with Tim. Somebody once told me the world was going to go That's going to do it. Shark. We'll be back uh, with whatever you vote on here. People's Choice coming up for next week. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Go Bucks. I think we really need a podcast, but I'd need your help. Can we finally seal the deal? I think we do. We need a podcast, but that's not enough. We have nothing if we don't at least have a small idea. For this weekend, let's just pretend. That we know what will be coming up next. Rob and Akiva need a podcast. I got one more podcast to do. I bet Mira's happy that I get to do two. I got one more podcast to do. And I'm just happy that I get to do it with you. This 
in a kiva I'm sorry I peeved ya But you know it's all in good fun I never expected we'd all be objective Now this new podcast has begun Dude, are you a moron? You think that I'd move on? Leaving was never my plan You act like an asshat But of course I'll come back Rob and Akiva need a podcast And they need your help And you make it onto the wheel Rob and Akiva need a podcast Yeah, they'll buy or sell Your ideas, they'll talk about it Till you've gotten your fill Every weekend, better attend You can guess what will be coming up next Rob and Akiva need a Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.